You couldn't leave well enough alone. Could you, little twerp? No, you had to push it. Well, now you're gonna pay. Oh, where are you going, sweetheart? How about a front kick, Johnny? Get him up. Hey, leave him alone, man. He's had enough. Baby, I need some action tonight. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Action Returns. I believe we didn't hit episode 25, did it? Uh, about to start our little Karate Kid retrospective with the first two uh, movies, but... Yeah, you already know. This is your host Brian, and with me, as always, is the master of the crane kick. And that's <laughs> my brother Nez. What's up, man? Oh man, I don't know if I could do that kick anymore, man. I'm just, I'll pull something like uh, <laughs> like Johnny did in Cobra Kai. Well, we'll get to that when we get there, everyone. Yeah. Now <laughs> I'd have to do some stretches before I get into action, but I don't know, man. <clears throat> I, I might still have a little bit. In the in in the trunk to pull out, but I don't know. I have a feeling I pull something. Yeah, you got you got to save those for the right time. Get up a certain age, you don't you don't have too many left, so you gotta gotta save them for the right time and the right people. Yeah, I kind of want to buy one of those little fighting dummies and just put it on the deck, and every now and then go out there and punch some stress out of it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, my friend had one, man. And then she goes, oh, I threw it away. And I was like, oh, I said, you should have gave it to me. Because uh, I've been practicing my kick. Hey, do you ever watch um, Street Beefs on uh, YouTube? Uh, is that the one where they got the little, like, homemade cage with um, sometimes be, like, an, on the grass or something like that? Yeah, that'd be a yeah. like, grass little makeshift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one I saw, they were they had a uh, uh, big hail bays, uh, hay, bales of hay, and they just made like a little wall and <laughs> these two, <laughs> and they go at it. The best one I saw so far is this uh, one big big guy from California. I want to say his name is uh, Shinagami. Uh, he's a little tall guy, but man, he got the big gut. But man, I'll, I'll send you the clip. When I find it again, but you look at him and you just laugh because how he's dressed, man. But man, just don't judge a book book by his cover, man, because he he brought them legs and <laughs> <laughs> he did some damage hella fast. <laughs> yeah, some of that don't look safe though, especially when they're fighting and it's raining. And guys are like slipping around everywhere, and I'm just like, ah, somebody's gonna get seriously hurt. Yeah, I figure you're gonna twist the ankle or something, man. Especially when they were fighting on the grass, man, they kept slipping and, and falling. And I'm like, man, come on, man, I can't be saving. Just put them in the dirt. Uh, but yeah, if it's raining, it turns into mud. And I don't like the uh, dirt either because somebody's getting slammed to the ground, and all of a sudden, all this dust fly up in the air. And I'm like, that's not good either. <laughs> but, uh, I fell down. I didn't realize it was that much, and I I assume it's illegal. That's probably why they move around. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, come on, you guys are putting this on the internet, man. Someone's bound to see it. But I, I don't know. I, I fell down that hole and was just watching fight after fight after fight. <laughs> and I'm like, man, 
Uh, yeah, they're out there doing it. I'm in no shape, but uh, I'm sure they had this stuff even when we were in our prime. But I don't know, man. I'm too old to be out there doing all that. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. Uh, you uh, you check out anything uh, interesting as far as action movies go lately? Uh, no, I have not watched uh, anything new. Um, I do want to watch that one with um, Papa Doc. What was that movie? Um, oh, um, shit. Something, then, something. I can't remember. I started to watch it, but I fucking fell asleep trying to thinking I can stay up and watch it. But I, I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I'll probably check it out uh, probably later tonight. Give me something to watch. But. Yeah, as far as anything new, I've nothing. I mean, I've been trying to catch up on uh, uh, some of the stuff that I missed last year. I mean, I've realized I mean, every time that when I come on Horror Horror Returns and we're talking to other guests and we bring up these movies, I'm like, I never even heard this movie or that movie. And then realize I look them up. Fuck, man, those were all in 2020. I missed a hell of movies. <laughs> but, I mean, I did watch a lot <clears throat> um, last year, but I... I, re- I didn't realize how much more was out there uh, that I that I was missing, and how all these films that everyone's talking about. And I'm like, damn. Um, but yeah, as far as anything new, I have I haven't. Oh well, it came out last year though. Um, that one on Disney Plus, Safety. Have you seen that? No. Uh, it was it was a true story, man. But it, it was kind of sad and everything. But um. In the end, Disney, it, it was a good movie. It was about, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Uh, it was a black gentleman. He was going to college, uh, but then his mom was just all drugged out, and then he was worried about his brother because his mom had to go into rehab, and uh, his brother was just staying, I guess, with her boyfriend, and he was some gangster dude, and her brother, did, his older brother didn't want him around that, so he was hiding him at uh, his in his dorm room like just stay here i'm gonna go to school and mom's only gonna be in in for a month and then then you can go back home but then it was just him trying to just juggle school deal with his brother make sure he's safe and make sure he goes to school and all that man it was it was a really good story so uh, anyone if you guys want to check something out it's a uh, safety that's on a uh, disney plus it was one of those movies i don't know if it was supposed to go to the theater but it was and went straight there, but yeah, you never know these days of what was supposed to go to the theater. But uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, on our other show stream stream fiends. We're we're gonna be pretty busy this year because it sounds like HBO Max kind of, I guess, made nice with the studios. Speaking speaking of HBO Max, uh, Dune twenty twenty one is coming out I think in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you listened to it yet, but Easy Side, we just dropped uh, one of the many spinoff shows. We got ESP Rewind, and uh, we we rewinded the clock back to 1984, and we tackled uh, David Lynch's uh, Dune. And back in the day when I first saw it, I just I did not get it, and I just thought it was boring and stupid. But uh, I won't tell you what I think of it now. But so give that a listen if you're a Dune fan. It's definitely uh, worth your time. But uh, watching that trailer for that new one, man, it it, it looks way better than the original. So uh, yeah. I'm all in. I, 
I love the original. I, I I got introduced to that movie when I was young, and I've loved it ever since. I own it. I just I don't know. I just some, I know there's like the effects don't hold up, but just just the story, and then that fight at the end with uh, Sting. I heard that Sting character's not even gonna be in the new one. Yeah, because they're they're planning it to be multiple movies. Oh well, that's that's why they were tripping about the whole HBO Max thing because they were saying that was that was going to kill any chance for a franchise. Well, I mean, it's not their fault. I mean, you can put it in the theater and not make your money back, or or what, or just let everyone see it. Because I know they're getting ready to yank uh, Wonder Woman eighty four uh, pretty soon. Because I don't it's, uh, know why. Those 30 days are almost up. Uh, I told my wife, I said, you guys better sit down and watch it because she was like, you said it was no good. And I said, well, you can still be the judge of it. She's like, yeah, oh. she don't need to watch it. That's she goes, ah, I'm good. I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I might watch it one more time. But I, I, I'm so disappointed. Eric wants to watch it. He goes, I didn't see it yet. So I think... Uh, Hopefully, uh, after he has his doctor's appointment and uh, see what he says, because he's just been held up in his room this whole time. So, because he hasn't even seen WandaVision yet. And he's, oh. he always going, Oh man, that was heck of good. He goes, It already came out. And he went, Yeah. And he goes, Well, can I have it in my room? I was like, Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Well, all right. I said, Well, you should be right after your doctor's appointment. Then we'll watch it again. I said, I'm going to have to sit there and uh, watch it with you, as well as my wife. I was like, why? I said, because you guys are not going to get any of it. <laughs> yeah, that episode you guys did, that was a fantastic episode, man. I'm glad you were pointing out all the stuff because there are some people that are just like, yeah, nothing happened, nothing happened. I was like, a lot of shit happened. It's setting up a lot of things, even things it's not setting up. It was just like little cool Easter eggs in there if you like know the story and know the comics. And I'm just like, Man, I just—I think people just want greatness or amazingness out of you know right off the bat. And just like let something build a story, you know. I because at first I wasn't really watching it. I was like, okay, what are they doing here? Why? Why is it in this old black and white sitcom thing? But as it was going, and then I, that's when I started catching things in the background, and then I was like. Oh, and then everything was starting to come back to me. I'm, I'm not the most knowledgeable one about uh, Scarlet Witch or, or Vision, but the little that I knew helped me enjoy it that much more. Because I did say, like, I don't know if I'm going to really like this show. But when those two episodes were over, I was like, I was holding my head like, oh, my God, that was so awesome. I need to to rewatch it right now <laughs> to make sure yeah. uh, what I was thinking. Because I knew we were going to do that show. So I, would, I think that was the first show that we've done out of almost 500 episodes with E-Society that I sat down and took notes. Okay, this means that, that's this, this, I think this means this. And when when we sat down and did the show and talking about it, it, it was like making more sense. But when we were done with the episode, I was like, man, I should have said this or I should have said that. So hopefully we're going to do the uh, the weekly uh, WandaVision episodes, but I don't know. We'll see. Cool. <clears throat> Karate Kid. The odds are on their side. Experience is on their side. 
But now, he's got someone on his side. Fighting always last answer. Someone who knows what it takes. Always will come here. And is willing to share it. Your best friend I ever had. You're pretty okay, too. The Karate Kid. Now playing at a theater near you. Check your local listings. All right. Let's go and check out Karate Kid. Came out in 1984. Uh, this is directed by John G. Alvid, Alvidson. Probably All said right. that wrong. <laughs> Produced by Jerry Wintraub, Robert Mark Kamen wrote it. Of course, the stars Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Elizabeth Shue, William Zach, Zabka, Martin Cove, and others. Music done by Bill Conti. Let's go over to IMDb as we do for the very brief synopsis they give. Uh, a martial artist, a martial arts master agrees to teach karate to a bully teenager. That's IMDb's synopsis. Uh, head over to Google. Daniel moves to Southern California with his mother, Lucille, but quickly finds himself the target of a group of bullies who study karate at the Cobra Kai Dojo. Fortunately, Daniel befriends Mr. Miyagi, an unassuming repairman who just happens to be a martial arts master himself. Miyagi takes Daniel under his wing, training him in a more compassionate form of karate and preparing him to compete against the brutal Cobra Kai. Nez, what did you think of the Karate Kid? All right. Uh, when this came out, I mean, I know who Ralph Macchio was because of Outsiders, and um, he had a a role on uh, that sitcom uh, Eight Is Enough. He was the, I think it was Abby's street tough uh, uh, Italian nephew or something like that that came in onto the show. What's, what's that movie? He was like a jazz musician or something. Uh, I always remember that one. Jazz. He was something he was like gu- guitar player. Uh, yeah, crossroad, crossroads. Think, yeah, okay. I don't know why I said jazz before. Uh, it was more like a blues, blues yeah. type of guitar. But I, first of all, it wasn't him playing. And uh, <laughs> from what I remember, I only seen that movie once, way, way back in the day. And I, uh, maybe I'll probably enjoy it more now. But at that time, I was kind of like, because we had Karate Kid, we had. Um, <clears throat> the Outsiders, and there was another movie he did called Teachers. Uh, I think Nick Nolte was in that, and Joe Beth Williams from Poltergeist, uh, she uh, was in it. Uh, Ralph Macchio was in it. He was this trench coat wearing wannabe uh, John Bender type of kid. Um, but when this one, uh, my cousin, she went and seen it, and then she came to the house, and she goes, "I just saw the Karate Kid. Oh my god, it was an awesome film. Let's go see it." And I was like, "Okay." So we went back to the theater after they just got home to see it again. Well, she, for her, it was the second time, me, my first time. <clears throat> she goes, oh, this guy learns karate and beats up these dudes. And I'm like, all right, cool, karate movie, let's go. So I sat down there watching it, and then the movie starts, I was kind of like, what kind of karate movie is this? I, I'm, I'm expecting the like the, the Bruce Lee type of karate films and kung fu films that I, I grew up watching. And I was like, hmm, okay, well, it's just this kid and getting bullied. But as the movie was going on, I was like, oh man, cool, I can, I can get down with this. 
And uh, once the movie was said and over and it was done, which was an awesome tournament at the end, uh, I loved uh, the little love story that was in it. This is when I fell in love with Elizabeth Shue. And I just thought the movie was awesome. Uh, to me, I think this movie still holds up today. Um, but if you do watch the karate, because my buddies, they were they were karate kids. And they were, they've been doing it for a long time. When uh, I think we were watching it at my buddy's house. And they always got, oh, man, that guy's leg's not straight enough. Or they, he's doing this too slow. I could have easily did that. I'm like, shut up and watch the movie and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> but... <clears throat> I'm sure I'd do that too if if I knew uh, karate, but I mean, but I liked what was going on. Uh, I liked the message behind it, and I liked the the bonding story between uh, Daniel and, and and Miyagi. I thought that was really good because when the story goes on, we find out more of who Mr. Miyagi was that he, that he did have a family that he lost uh, when he was in the war. Uh, Daniel lost his father. So he didn't have that father figure, and I think um, they did have that father-son uh, type of, uh, of of bond, mm-hmm. and and they did they 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 became best friends. And as the movies went on, uh, especially Karate Kid Two, which we'll get to, and then in the third one as well, leading into Cobra Kai on how much uh, Miyagi did an impact uh, to to Daniel. So why wow, you skipped uh, that fourth one? <laughs> we'll get there ladies and gentlemen <laughs> but, uh, but um, again in this one I mean this was this was a good beginning for a story which is kind of weird man 1984 yeah we had a bunch of movies and we were just talking about Dune that also came out in 84 so but for this story from 1984 all the way up to 2020 and I'm not sure if we're getting season 4 uh, of Cobra Kai uh, this year. Um, I hope we are, but I don't know with the way everything is. Um, it's weird. I mean, especially watching Cobra Kai now, like I was a little kid. I was 13 years old when I saw the first film and now I'm 49 watching uh, the character I grew up with and, and they're still going. And I love the message of the show and what's going on. The first season, well, I don't want to get into that because we'll get into it when we get to it. But, mm-hmm. but overall, this movie is awesome. Uh, I want to say it was nominated for Academy Awards, but I, I, I don't remember. I guess we'd have to flip through uh, Wikipedia. But Let's see, uh, Pat Morita <laughs> had a nomination for Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. I'm going to have to look up and see who won and <laughs> see if it was uh, whoever he or she was. Uh, better than Miyagi but I mean overall again this, the story was really good uh, I've seen this movie countless times a few times in the theater and uh, I love it I got every form of it uh, physical media VHS DVD Blu-ray uh, Steelbook when that came out and uh, they'll probably drop another one at some time uh, I don't even know if it hit 4k yet but uh, if it is or or when it does I'm definitely gonna have it uh, in my library but uh, I love this film I mean I love everything about it uh, there is that video that some fan made saying that Daniel was the bully but after watching that video then re-watching it I, I can kind of see that and I can kind of agree with some of it mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> or even yeah well i don't want to jump into cobra kai yet but yeah but again <laughs> this movie is awesome and, and i love it when, how old were you when you first saw this one? Oh, i was i was young i was young young and after i seen this movie i thought i was the fucking karate kid i had the, the headband and everything and yeah i love everything about this movie i love the characters i love the progression of where you see them in the beginning to where they are at the end martin cove is the perfect bad guy for this movie um mr you brought up the 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 scene where we um we get to learn about uh mr miyagi's background and his family that is perfectly told without having to go into a whole detailed background you they give you everything in in a few minutes and that's another thing i like about this movie because it it's telling a story but it's it's moving along pretty good pretty fast and elizabeth shoe was fine in this movie which there was a couple things in here that kind of bugged uh, daniel rewatching it yeah the bully thing um, i'm not going to say he was the bully but there was just times where he probably should have just left situations alone. So, but other than that, this, this was, this is a movie from my childhood that I, I, I don't even know how many times I've watched. I still watch it. I too own multiple copies of it. Um, yeah, it's one of the, in my opinion, one of the, the best movies ever. You got the steel book with the, yeah. Cobra Kai and those guys on the front. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's all all of them, except for there was no love for Lamar from yeah. uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, he ain't getting no love throughout this movie. <laughs> Get his ass kicked. Uh, I up, um, uh, it has all three Karate Kid movies, the first three, and it's in like a VHS kind of case. Oh, what? Yeah, I found that on uh, Amazon. Ah. Uh. Oh, now you're gonna make me look it up and buy it. <laughs> yeah, they have they had that one in Back to the Future, but Back to the Future was sold out. And there's Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, don't make me rebuy it because I know I'm gonna have to rebuy it when it comes out on 4K. Oh, and there it is, you mother. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, eighty dollars. Oh, all right, oh yeah, I got it. I got it when it first came out. It was uh, nineteen ninety nine. because uh, I got just singles of the first two, and then three and four came. It was like a double. Um, and then the steel book came out, and I'm like, "You motherfuckers!" So I had to buy that. <laughs> but um, I assume this is an out of print. Uh, collection. So yeah, you're, there's just five discs. Is that the one? Uh, I never even really open it. <laughs> just buy them and put them on the shelf. That's what I do. Yeah, because I have I have for everybody listening. I'm a physical media collector, so I have copies that I watch, and then I have the copies that I don't open. I collect them because I like the the steel books or the slip slip covers, the artwork on them. So, yeah, uh, Karate Kid, I have more than enough copies. Well, I'm here seeing here it is on 4K. God damn it. Now I got to buy it again. And I know some of you are listening. Like, you don't need to. I'm a collector. I got to. I mean, you don't even want to know how many different versions of Star Wars I have. Yeah. So, <laughs> bootlegs and all. <laughs> so, 
Uh, but I'm still looking for the laser disc for the original uh, Star Wars. That's the only one I want. <clears throat> I'm I look for. I'm a hunter. I look for it. Of course, it's easy to go online and buy it all, but uh, I don't want to. But damn it. Okay, I got to get this 4K and I'll search around for this uh, big giant five disc set. Uh, but all right um but yeah karate kid um there was also oh that guy or that gal in this as well we even got a um, a cameo from uh the great dr giggles uh he was in this <laughs> uh, oh yeah larry drake uh he's uh, he's he's listed as yahoo one he's at the, at the beach right yeah <laughs> <laughs> After uh, Daniel was trying to learn balance and uh, <clears throat> watching uh, Mr. Miyagi do the uh, the crane technique on that post, did you ever try to do that? Not flat on the ground, on something. Yeah, it, it didn't come out right the way oh, it was yeah. supposed to. So, oh, yeah, I mean, me and my friends were trying it, and we just fell fell off, and a couple <laughs> times got hurt a few times, but we were still uh, we kept going i mean things that, that i learned about this film um the uh mr miyagi's double when he was fighting or when he was that uh played miyagi uh when he ah, was in action i think that was uh the one johnny beats to get to the finals yeah man he was the one i think he had like um was on the back of his gi i think it was like uh praying mantis or something and, yeah, with with them skills though, I mean, he could have toned it down a bit because what he was doing in that fight, I was like, I don't see you really losing the, the skill set you had. Yeah, I mean, he was the real. I mean, everyone except for the the Cobra Kai guys and Daniel, all the extras, especially during that tournament scene, and those those even the little guys, they 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 were the real deal. Uh, but yeah, Daryl Vidal, no way, man. He he would have won that easily. <laughs> he would have whooped up all of them. So, but uh, he was on some podcast I was listening to. Now oh, that's why I heard it, where he said he he did some of the Miyagi stuff. So that was really cool. Uh, but to run down uh, the Cobra Kai, other than uh, William Zabka, we got Ron Thomas. He was Bobby. Uh, Rob Garrison, rest in peace. He was Tommy. Uh, Chad McQueen was Dutch. Uh, Tony O'Dell was Jimmy. Uh, Lamar, Larry B. Scott, he was Jerry. Now, Shout out to Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Yeah, I don't even think they said his name <laughs> in this. Uh, but the ref, uh, Pat E. Johnson, he, he was just referee. He was one of the um, the trainers that mm-hmm. then trained uh, Daniel as well as all the Cobra Kai guys. And he was the the, the uh, stunt coordinator for for all the fight scenes, so I thought that was really good, <clears throat> cool that he was in this. Um, who else? Uh, oh, uh, Daniel's mom, Lucille, uh, Randy Heller. Uh, it was good that she was that she popped came back. Yeah, and uh, Cobra Kai. I thought that was awesome. Um, I think that was pretty much. I mean, there was a whole bunch of guys in Cobra Kai, but they only focused on on Johnny in in, in the main five. Mm-hmm. You uh, say Dutch? Yeah. Okay. Um, when we get to the second one, I got I got a question to ask you on on that one. But all right, what I mean for what this one was, it was just uh, uh, Daniel and his mom left uh, Newark, New Jersey. They drove all the way across country, which I would not do. Uh, cause, uh, Lucille, Daniel's mom got a job, 
I don't even know what she was doing. I assume, it, it, I it was computers. not clear because it said something with computers, but then I felt for, I don't know, for the longest time, I felt like she worked at that restaurant. Yeah, I don't know. I think that they were just meeting there. But like, <laughs> it felt like she worked there for some reason. I, what, I don't know really what she was doing for her job, and, and I assume it was worth it to just drive away all the way across country uh, from the East Coast to the West for this job. So That car would have never made it in real life. I know, man. I mean, I don't even know. Did we're, I'm not much of a car guy, like I've said before in, in numerous episodes, but I don't think I've ever seen a station wagon that was a stick. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe there was back in the 80s, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if that thing, I don't know if that car would have made it <laughs> across country, but and the thing that was funny about that, when they get when they get to where they're, they're living in, in uh, where were they? Pasadena or? Reseda. Yeah. <clears throat> they didn't have much. I mean, you just drove across the country and and all you had was uh, he all he had was a suitcase and his bike, and uh, they you're getting to this apartment which magically had furniture in it. But I don't know, maybe their stuff got uh, took uh, took moved over before they did. But I'm just I'm just thinking that they had jail. But so they moved there. Uh, John Daniel's just trying to fit in. He ends up hooking up with. Um, Freddie, uh, just a local neighbor, and he's like, yeah, man, why don't you uh, come party with us? And this is when we get the beach scene. And uh, the Danny is just hanging out with Freddie and all his gang. Uh, one of those dudes was uh, John Travolta's um, uh, nephew, uh, Tom uh, Fre- Freely. He was, um, what's his the name? headband. Yeah, in uh, Friday 13th Part 6. He was the one that got stabbed in the head when the, the RV flipped. Um, oh, yeah. That's a a great scene. Yeah, it's awesome stunt too. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, they were partying like that, and then he meets Allie, and uh, she's flirting around with him, looking at him. But damn, I mean, I don't know what it is. Maybe just because I'm turning into old man, but I just think she got hotter with age Mm -hmm. because uh, all the things I've seen her in, and I even really loved her in uh, that uh, Piranha 3D. Not the second one, the first one. That first one was awesome. So it was good to see her in 3D in that one. But yeah, she just got hotter with age. And even the, her role in The Boys, uh, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's there, uh, kind of hitting it off a little. And then this is when uh, Johnny and the gang show up. And the thing that was funny, man, you're having a beach party on a Sunday, like right before school. And I'm like, you can't rage all night and then go to school the next day. But I don't know. These kids. Uh, Johnny shows up. I love when they pull up on their bikes and they're like, yeah, brew time. Anyone for a warm one? I'm like, warm beer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, I don't think. Was that that Tommy? Yeah. I don't think uh, those were street legal bikes, but uh, all right. (laughs) <laughs> I, I kind of felt like that went. It was funny. I kind of felt like that went with them being privileged, like they didn't care. Yeah, I mean, because they all came from rich families. I mean, I mean, all of them. I mean, I, 
I'll get to that school thing. I, I got a question on that. Or maybe it was just in the school zone because you got Daniel that lives in maybe an okay neighborhood, maybe maybe not bad, but it's probably borderline. And then you got all these rich kids. The, the Freddie said, oh, she's from the end. And like, what does that mean? It means she's rich. And, and obviously, I mean, Johnny and, and the rest of them, they were all a little rich, spoiled little rich kids too because they, they got expensive ass dirt bikes and everything. But uh, they ride down there because they see uh, Johnny or Johnny sees um, or Tommy's the one that sees them. Uh, Danny, then Daniel and Allie, uh, laughing around and then they go rolling down there and Johnny just, he does say it, man. He goes, I, I just want to talk to you, but I, I don't know really what happened uh, with Allie and Johnny, but she just, she wasn't having it. And, uh, but he was just kind of, like, I want to talk to you. And then she ended up, uh, breaking her, her radio. And then, uh, Daniel tried to step in like, Hey, and they go, don't touch it, punk. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. This is what I agree with. Um, Daniel just met Allie, so he doesn't really know what's going on. He just met Johnny and don't even know him. Um, I do understand you want to try to step in to, all right, come on. Maybe she doesn't want to talk to you, but then you don't really know that their history. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but so did he, did he deserve what he got? In a way, I can say yeah, <laughs> but then there's the other way I can go. Well, no, it it didn't need to get physical. I mean, because Johnny said he goes like I didn't do anything. All he was doing, well, let me take that back, because he did shove the radio into uh, Daniel, and, and Daniel just didn't have the balance, and he fell. <laughs> so, but when Daniel came charging at Johnny. He just stuck, basically just kind of did a backspin and stuck his leg out. And Daniel flipped over his leg because Johnny was like, I didn't do because Allie was like, knock it off. He goes, I didn't do anything. But, uh, okay, I'm I'm sure uh, Freddie and the rest of those guys were hyping up Daniel. Come on, man, get him, get him, get him. But I don't understand why Freddie or those other dudes didn't warn Daniel. Like, hey, man, these guys are karate fighters, man. Just Yeah, this is why I want to say, fuck. Freddy, <laughs> fuck him right now. Fuck him in the next scene when they're at school and when they spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen this movie that came out in 1984. Fuck Freddy at the end when he's when they're lifting Daniel up celebrating this fucking guy, man. I I can't. Freddy, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. If it was like my one of my boys that I knew since we were uh, crib size, of course I would have jumped in to, to help my boy. And would we, would, we, would we have gotten beat up by the rest of the Cobra Guy guys? All right, but I guarantee you, I would have took someone out before I got to some karate chops. But yeah, I mean, it's like they didn't even, other than they didn't warn him, they didn't even try to help him. They were just kind of like, come on, come on, get him, get him. Yeah, well, but, if you notice, they're like, when, when the Cobra Kai first get there, they're all like shaking hands and saying hi, like they're all friends. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because when Johnny's talking to Allie and the rest of the guys are all back there, Freddie and those other dudes are like, hey, man, what's up? Giving them the pounds and the high fives and everything, because that's when Daniel comes walking over trying to. Uh, hey man, well, I I did see him trying to be that nice guy, but it goes to show it doesn't always pay to be a to, to be the nice guy. <laughs> so. well, especially when the other is part of a 
karate dirt bike gang. <laughs> so he kind of should have just left it alone. Came I mean, in at the end after they left and just moved from there. Or he could have been the, oh, man, it's all right. I mean, I'm here if you want to talk. He didn't need to step in. He was just trying to get some uh, some brownie points and uh, didn't get any points. He got his ass beat because I liked after um, when after when uh, Daniel fell and then he walked up and he goes, he goes, so you still feeling like a hero? And then John, or Daniel got up, just boom, clocked him in the nose. Now we're even. Now we're even. And that's what Johnny just said. Fuck that. No mercy. And then just gave him that front kick and then <laughs> he gave him a backhand and then that was it. <laughs> and then he went down. Oh, man. Uh, well, did he deserve to get beat that hard? No. But he did kind of jump into their business. Again, mm-hmm. he, he didn't know the situation. And I do understand that, hey, let me try to step in and try to defuse the situation. But it wasn't like Johnny was going to beat Allie or anything. I mean, I'm sure someone would have stepped in. Uh, but I, I don't know. But that's me thinking. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I haven't been in this situation. And I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't step into it trying uh, yeah, I like this girl, and let me try to score some points by telling her ex-boyfriend uh, to step off. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but I mean, I I know the struggle. <laughs> yeah, and and again, man, fuck Freddie, man. He for a second there, he looks like he wants to help Daniel, but everybody's just like, well, nice friend you brought. Hey, where'd you find this guy? <laughs> yeah, and and but you do get a glimpse of um, how Bobby is. Because yeah, he, he's he's the last one to get on his bike because he's you can see he's somewhat concerned about Daniel, but you know he doesn't go against Cobra Kai, so he gets on his bike and. I mean, but it's not, yeah, it's not like they all jumped him. I mean, Johnny could easily defend defend himself. So, um, Technically, he did strike first, and that was their motto of Cobra Kai. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And he did say that, and right before he started giving him the kicks, he was like, no mercy. And then, then Daniel got his ass whipped. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the next day, the first day of school, and Daniel wakes up, got the black eye, kind of has a little altercation with his mom, and she sees that he's got a black eye. He just told her he fell off the bike, and then he goes, I'm all right, I'm all right. So he goes off to school. Gets there. Awesome 80s music. Bananarama, Cruel Summer's kicking in mm-hmm. as he's riding his bike. Uh, he gets to school. Uh, he pulls up to the front. He sees uh, Johnny and the gang. Uh, other than, yeah, of course, the rich boys. And did you go to school with any guys like this? I mean, not karate uh, guys, but just like a group of guys that thought they were the shit. Yeah, I think that's mandatory in school. You can always tell the kids that that got money because there's I'm not going to say all of them, but the asshole ones, there's like a certain attitude, I guess, that comes with being privileged. And you you always you always knew which ones it was. Yeah. I mean, the schools that I went to, the school um uh, I went to was uh, up in the hills, and, and it was the rich kids uh, that went to my school. I wasn't a rich kid. How I got into that school is back in the 80s at that time when I was going to high school. Well, all my schools, really, my elementary, middle school, or junior high and high school, 
uh, were all in the hills. And I got to go to those schools because back then they needed uh, their quota of, quote unquote, they needed some color or some some ethnic people or (laughs) whatever in their schools. And uh, it was kind of like a lottery, really, because that's how my brother got in. Because when he went to the high school that I or he went to all the schools I went to. They needed their Native Americans. Okay, we got so many of these people and so many here, here, but we don't have no natives. So we need to be kind of, I guess, diverse or whatever. I don't know what the school board was thinking, but we need we need our quota of Native Americans. So that's how I got to go to those schools. Uh, it was like a lottery system. I think I got like grandfathered in because my brother, got he got picked to go to those schools. So they go, mm. oh, we got brothers. They can come too after you. So that's how. Uh, I got to go to all the schools that I went to, every single one of those schools. Uh, I still have friends that it, I went to all three of those schools today that I'm still tight with. But there was a lot of rich kids there. And like this, I wouldn't say I was Daniel, but uh, at some parts in this, I could see like the, the Cobra Kai's. They were all the rich kids. They had the dirt bikes. Uh, they had the nice feathered hair and they had the <laughs> girls and the nice cars. And then because when he rolls up to the front of the school, they got those nice um, motorcycles, street bikes, and they're all fixing and combing their hair. And I thinking about that now, I remember seeing those guys at school and they thought they were better than us. And now and then I've gotten into it many times of guys going, you don't belong here mm-hmm. because I didn't live up there. I lived on the other side of the freeway. I lived well, two freeways away is where I lived because there was one that was right before the schools. And then there was kind of the OK zone. And then you get past the second freeway when it turned into the hood. And that's where I lived. Because they, I, many times I've gotten into it with these guys, and yes, they were white, um, and they were like, "You don't belong here. You don't. You shouldn't go to this school. You you don't fit in." And then it it sucks. And I guess I've gotten into many fights because of that. So watching this and seeing these guys, I'm like, "Fuck, man, those are like the same dudes I went to school with." But none of the guys I fought with were karate champs. So I, I, I guess we were all right. <laughs> they probably had the same names, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> These are stereotypical rich white guy names. The, the Johnny, the Tommy. Uh, the only one who didn't really fit in was Dutch. Dutch seemed like he came from somewhere else. He, I, there was a guy at school that was just like him. I wanted to fight him so bad, and, and we just never really got into it. I mean, I think since going to school, every school I went to, he was there. We kind of. We knew each other. I wouldn't say we were friends, but we were both like, hey, man, what's up? What's up? He was never the one um, that would say anything, but he, he acted like Dutch. He he was tough and had to fight when he had to, but he didn't. Uh, you know, he just, I don't know, for some reason, we just never got into it. I've gotten into it with his friends, but never uh, with him. Shout out to Dwayne, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> I don't even know where he's at today, but... <clears throat> Anyway, so Daniel's just trying to get into school, and he hooks up with he sees Allie, and she runs into him, sees him. He's got a big old black eye, and I love this scene. Uh, they're having soccer tryouts after school, <laughs> and uh, uh, Daniel's just like, yeah, he's just trying to be a part of the soccer team. But then you see Johnny and uh, the rest of the guys there, and they kind of set up some plan to to get Daniel while they're having soccer practice. And it was Bobby was the one. Bobby's the one. 
Daniel was coming and he was uh, juggling the ball. And then Bobby just, you clearly see, just sticks his leg out in front and uh, trips Daniel. Daniel goes down. And Bobby walked up there, have a nice trip. And Bobby wasn't ready at all because he t- Daniel tackled him and then he just bah, clocked him <laughs> hella hard. That, that's when they came up oh, running in and busted look, it up. Look what he's doing to Bobby. <laughs> uh, what's his name was in this? Uh, Peter Jason. Uh, he was a soccer coach. That was like the only scene he was in. And he's been in a ton of movies. A lot of John Carpenter movies as well. But uh, that was, And then they made, all the coach saw was Daniel punch Bobby. So... Uh, uh, of course, I mean, I'm sure the coach knows all of them, and I'm sure he knows all their parents. And Daniel's the new kid, so let's let's blame him. And mm. he got kicked out of the soccer tryouts, and he leaves all mad. Um. Okay, so he's trying to do that, and then I think that's when he was going to go have lunch with his mom, and then this is when he runs across the street because he sees uh, the karate dojo, which turns out to be Cobra Kai. And he doesn't know any of this. And he's listening to uh, Sensei Kreese talking to all the guys and uh, can clearly see, because when Johnny or uh, Daniel walks in there, he looks around, he sees trophies and he sees uh, Kreese was, uh, was a soldier. He was in Vietnam because he's standing there holding his machine gun, trying to be yeah. a badass. I <laughs> like he has his own cardboard cut out. <laughs> Um, I know you can buy those because I went to a con one time and I saw one. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I, I don't, I don't love them that much to buy. <laughs> but I'm sure someone's listening to this that that has it hanging on the wall somewhere. But uh, if someone gave me one, I would put it here in the studio. But I, I'm not gonna waste my money on it. I didn't love him that much. But so he's listening to them, and then he does notice that that Johnny's there, and then he's kind of like, ah. So that's when he just leaves and. Goes over to see his mom and tells her about Allie and this and that. And I guess her mom, his mom was there for some meeting because then she's like, oh, well, I got to go. Because so he's like, all right. So she goes, be careful riding home. And the, all right. I had a problem with this part. <laughs> Daniel's just riding home, just trying to get home. And uh, the Cobra Kai guys, uh, they saw, or I think it was Tommy, saw Daniel in that restaurant. So he ran over and got all the guys. And then they obviously followed him uh, home. And then they came riding up, and uh, Johnny's like, oh, so you want to learn karate? Here, here's your first lesson, how to take a fall. And they basically, uh, they're on their dirt bikes, and they just kind of just, they didn't really push him. They kind of just led him off the side. And and it's not like that hill was that steep. I was like, why didn't he just stop his bike? Why did he just continue to keep pedaling? <laughs> I would have just stopped. <laughs> but uh, Why did it look like he just leaped over his handlebars? Yeah, shout out to the stunt guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I don't know. There, there's the rewind. I think Cobra Kai's jaded us because just looking back, there's just stuff Daniel could have did to just not let stuff happen. He clearly could have just stopped his bike. I mean, he could have just not even got into it with any of them. He could have just took that ass beating in the beginning of the movie and then just left it at that. And just if you see those guys walk the other way like he was doing. And I think he could have went the rest of his life, his school year, fine. And he had talked to Allie now and then. Um, but eventually, I'm sure Johnny would have gotten his face again. But he, I mean, it's not like they were looking for him. Uh, but I think Tommy seemed to be the one that was the biggest instigator mm-hmm. uh, out of all of them. 
Now, Bobby seemed to be the, all right, I'll go with you guys, but then I still kind of have a heart and I, I don't want to do the things you do. Johnny was just the leader and the tough guy. Dutch was obviously the asshole. So, and uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's just there. Yeah, he was just there <laughs> if they needed him because he never really said anything. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, Daniel, this I love this scene because then Daniel, he, uh, his mom pulls up. Daniel's uh, walking down the back of the apartment building. He's mad and he throws his bike into the to the dumpster. I'm like, why did you push it that far anyway? If you were just going <laughs> to throw your bike away, you could have just left it on the hill. <laughs> So he's screaming, he's telling his mom, why did you throw your bike away? Because I wanted to. And he goes, what's the matter? And then she turns around and he sees he's got this big old goose egg and raspberry on his forehead. And he's telling her, yeah, I need, I need to take karate. And she goes, you did? He goes, no, from a good school. And fighting doesn't solve anything. And that's something I've heard my whole life <laughs> from my mom. Fighting doesn't just solve everything. Yeah, it doesn't. But it, not to say that it's right, boys and girls, but there's just times where you had to. <laughs> Yeah. Especially when he's growing up. <laughs> I, I, I do like his response, though, when he said, neither does palm trees. Because like yeah. I said, they, they give you stuff without having to really go into it about the whole moving. And she never really asked his opinion about it or how he felt. So I thought that this was a good little scene right here. I like that. But then again, you're the kid and you kind of don't have a say. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, really thinking about it, he's like 17, almost 18, maybe 18 already. But he's probably like 30 in real life. When he was yeah, you, you could have <laughs> fucking... They brought up Uncle Louie earlier in the movie. You, you can't stay with Uncle Louie and finish school? Yeah, I mean, I, I do... I get where he's coming from. He could have... She could at least said or talked to... Because, I mean, I assume it was just, I got this job, let's go! Mm-hmm. And he didn't really, like... Uh, okay and then just packed up a suitcase and grabbed his bike and took off so but yeah like you said man I'm glad that they, they they tell you what's happening but they don't need to go into a big huge explanation mm-hmm. on why so but then she's like what about your bike because ah, I'll just be safe for taking the bus so when he they walk back to their apartment this is when Miyagi comes out oh, we fucking totally skipped uh, when he met Miyagi uh, the first time oh yeah when um, what was it uh the sink was messed up, so he went. Daniel went to go find him, and I like how they do this because they they don't let you know that he's a nice guy right off the bat. Because Daniel just walks into his little, I don't know, office or repairman little storage area or whatever, and he just gives Daniel this look like, "The fuck you just walk in my place for?" Yeah, <laughs> he gave him that death stare. And uh, um, I've seen enough karate movies to not uh, judge the Asian guys because mm-hmm. you don't know. I mean, obviously in this film as well. You mean he played it off, and you didn't know he was a badass. So, but anyway, so meets Miyagi with all that. But so after Daniel screaming outside, they're basically right outside uh, uh, Miyagi's little um, his little office or whatever, where he he was the the maintenance man for the building. So, because earlier in the film, uh, uh, Miyagi came up to fix the faucet, and he saw um, Daniel doing practicing kicks. And he's like, "Oh, karate!" And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "You learn from book?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And then he got like, he goes, "He goes, what happened to face?" He goes, "Oh, I fell off my bike." And then he got him. He goes, "Lucky you not hurt your hand." And then Daniel's like, "Oh." <laughs> so I mean, Miyagi, that's how cool he was. 
I mean, he knew, he knew what was up every time he walked into the room. So anyway, so after Daniel was arguing with his mom, they kind of made up, and then Miyagi comes out, looks around, and then the next morning, oh no no, uh, Daniel woke up, he goes to school, and this is when he sees Allie, and they see that's when he's got that big huge raspberry on his head, and then she's kind of gets bad, and she wanted to. Uh, tell off Johnny, but he's like, no, no, don't whatever. He, this is when the, the first time they got into an argument because when they were leaving to go to the arcade, um, uh, what was the girl's name that was with um? Oh, the sorry the lady, Susan? but she was a bitch. Man. So I want to say her name was Susan. All right, uh, I think it was her, uh, Julie Fields. We'll go with Susan. All right, um, <clears throat> I like this girl. I don't know why. Yeah, she was a bitch. But <laughs> I don't like any of her friends. The 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 other one, the, the skinny blonde one. I didn't like her, but I liked Susan. I don't know what was she seemed to be the one that's like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that bitch and I'm gonna be the cool one. Cause when they were having their uh cheerleader tryouts or whatever, everyone else was, yeah, hooting and hollering, jumping up and here Susan was. She had her shades on <laughs> and not even trying. <laughs> But I don't know what it was with her. I, when I first saw this film, other than Allie, which is she's beautiful, but Susan, if I would have had the choice and I went to the school, I probably would have went after her. I don't know why I'm I'm just, I'm that weird guy. <laughs> but <laughs> because when she when he walks up and then she goes, oh, this is Daniel, and he goes, oh, how you doing? She went charmed and like I was like ah. Oh. <laughs> and there, I went to school with plenty of those girls, and I still know some of those those type of Susans today. I think they're all that, and they ain't. Uh, they obviously don't listen to the show, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> um, so when they when they're about to leave, that's when they see um, the Johnny and the gang <laughs> out in the front, and then he's like, "Oh, oh I'm gonna." I'm going to go this way. And then he kind of gets in that little bit with Allie. He ends up going home and he sees his bike is all fixed. It, it, real quick, we got to mention every time we see Cobra Kai, they, they always got that doo-doo. doo Apparently, it's like that little theme music. Now I'm going to have to listen. I, I can kind of hear it, but now I need to <laughs> see it. Too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always like when Daniel sees them and they're all in a group and then you hear the doo-doo. <laughs> that's the I'm a badass uh, yeah it's like oh this Cobra Kai around <laughs> so he goes and he sees his bike's all fixed and I just I don't know why he just immediately thought Miyagi did it but uh, he goes into his and hey man did you fix my bike thank you and he's like yeah and then Miyagi's in there uh, clipping around trimming the bonsai trees and then that's when they have their whole little thing and Daniel jumps in and helps it with them and Gives him a little history lesson on him. So I thought that was really cool. And uh, I don't know how Daniel's mom knew he was there because this is all way before cell phones and everything. But uh, she comes in and says, oh, it's time to go home. And they're like, all right. And they give her a tree and they let her go. So they go back up. Uh, then this, they do like, like a flash forward because they kind of do a little little montage of things going on at the school and then uh, we get to Halloween because that's when Miyagi's like oh hey he goes I see there's all kinds of stuff going on at the school and yeah they're having a Halloween dance and I'm not going and he goes why not and he goes well maybe if I can go as the invisible man and uh, if you do notice if you guys have seen this movie a million times uh, his costume the little shower you see all the pieces of it in the back uh, when they're talking mm-hmm. 
So we go to the dance, and then here comes Daniel walking in. After this film, I see that costume every year, which is cool. I still love it when I see it. I'm like, oh, yeah, Karate Kid. I mean, <laughs> you're not thinking of a shower. You're thinking of this. But, I mean, it's cool. Obviously, he must have had the curtain open a little to walk around and see. But <laughs> I love how the camera shot is. You just see this big shower curtain come walking in. And then uh, we see Allie and uh, Susan and that tall blonde girl. And they go, hey, there's Daniel. And they go, where? And then with the shower. Well, how do you know? He goes, I just know. Then she walks over. And, hey, she must be in the fungus. <laughs> Susan, Susan, yeah. if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> Um, so they get their little thing and obviously Allie and Daniel have something going on because she just moves right in uh, for the hugs and all that and they're about to go outside and make out but uh, the chicken comes in and cock blocks them pun intended and uh, (laughs) it's with an egg all right, yeah, it's a it's a party and we're all going to have fun but nah, if you're going to hit me with a raw egg nah, fuck that (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'd still be mad too but yeah he was a nice sport he went along with it so alright Daniel's in the bathroom uh, washing uh, the hair or washing the egg out of his hair uh, he notices um, I think it's Bobby that comes in uh, dressed as uh, the skeleton guys and he's looking around they go hey man you got the number rolled and Johnny's got his headset on uh and he goes, I'll be there in a minute. So he's sitting in a stall. And then the camera kind of goes under. And they're looking up at Johnny. All right, everyone. Boys and girls. This is not how you roll a joint. Because I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> you, you mean you don't twist the ends like that? <laughs> <laughs> there must have been like maybe a little pitch of weed in the middle. And the rest was just twisted. <laughs> I, mean, I was laughing at it then in 84 and I still laugh every time I see this because he's just rolling away, rolling away. I, I, when I met William Zafka, I should have asked him, did you ever roll a joint before you did that? Because obviously you didn't. <laughs> Maybe he knew how and he just wanted to come off like he didn't know how. <laughs> But I laugh at that scene all the time. Even my son, my oldest son, when we were watching it, and he was like, what's he rolling? And uh, yeah, my son partakes, and it's all right. <laughs> Different times right now than it was back in 84. It was all illegal back then, and it was probably like just dirt weed. <clears throat> but <laughs> I love how he rolls it all up, twist, twist, and then he puts it in his mouth. And uh, Dan- Daniel, obviously, because he peeks over and looks. And all right, I have a problem with this scene right here. I'm going to nitpick it really quick. He still has the whole harness uh, suit, uh, the, the shower, and that big, huge ring above him. And I'm I'm pretty sure that ring is wider than the door stall. So I don't know how did he turn sideways to get in there and then climb up because when he peeks over, he still has it on. <laughs> so, but that's just a nitpick. <laughs> he sticks the hose over there and then turns the water on and then goes running out. All right. <sighs> Obviously, nothing has happened up to this point with Johnny and Daniel and the rest of the Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a time of peace, multiple weeks, I would say. Yeah, because let, let's say school starts in what, August, September. Yeah, so it's been at least a couple months of it, nothing. If it's all, if if this is on Halloween or maybe the the couple days or the weekend before, that's good two months of nothing that happened. Because right now the only time he got into it 
was when he got beat up the the night before school and he got beat up. Well, he didn't get really beat up uh, the first day of school. He just when he clocked Bobby, but and then no, no, then he got pushed off the the, the little hill. On his bike. Uh, uh, he did that to himself. He <laughs> we we established he could have stopped his bike. <laughs> yeah, so, but those are the three altercations that he had. So let's just say a month. I'll give him a month of mm-hmm. nothing. And obviously Johnny and the rest of the gang didn't care because they all go to the same school and I'm sure they would have seen him at some point. So I go to the video of uh, that Daniel was the, the the bully. I mean, because in a second, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what Johnny says. I'm sure you guys already know. Uh, but when he sticks the thing, the hose over there, then turns it on and then runs out of there. And then Johnny comes running out. Um uh, I don't know who this young brother was that came in with the Spider-Man suit, a little small, <laughs> tight Spider-Man suit, and a little Lone Ranger mask. I'm like, come on, you couldn't put the Spider-Man mask on. <laughs> but I liked that. I was like, what's up, Johnny? And then Johnny just runs by, and then Daniel goes hauling ass. And um, uh, earlier in the conversation with Allie and Daniel, he goes, I just want to. Daly said, I just want to see Johnny get a taste of his own. He goes, Oh well, it, it's coming. So when Daniel goes running by, he hands the the shower spigot part uh, to Allie. He goes, well, it's coming around. And then he's running. And Daniel, uh, Johnny's come runs out of the bathroom all wet. And then the rest of the Cobra guy comes running. Allie sticks out that little uh, connection from the shower. And they all go falling over. Daniel runs out in the street, causes a huge accident uh, in front of the school. Multiple cars <laughs> crashing into each other. <laughs> And he's hauling ass trying to take uh, that thing off. I think he could have got away, but uh, it's a movie. So, because he's running and uh, the, some danger songs coming on, and you see Daniel hauling ass, Cobra Kai, they all go running after him down the street. And the thing that was weak, though, he almost made it home because he was right running across that field. He got right to the fence. And I'm sure they all seem to look, look like they were tired from running. Mm-hmm. He jumps up onto the fence. Johnny runs. Where are you going? And pulls him down. Um, was it Johnny who hit him first when they pulled him down? Yeah. Okay, because Johnny like clocked him while while they were holding him up, and then um, that's when he grabbed him. And right here, man, Johnny makes sense. He goes, look. He goes, look. He goes, you you couldn't leave well enough alone, could mm-hmm. you, little twerp? I mean, right there, man. Again, like we said. Nothing happened for at least a month. Yeah, and, and I want to point out something uh, because you brought up Spider-Man in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Is it just me, or does it seem like everybody likes Johnny? Whoa! The guys at the beach, Spider-Man. Well, I think everyone's cool with Johnny because they don't want to get their ass beat. I think. I, I don't know. Johnny don't seems know. like he might be a good guy. <clears throat> It's um, just that when you can't leave well enough alone, yeah. stuff happens. I mean, but seriously, if you do think about it, like I said, a month has gone by. And that's just being nice. It might be a little bit longer, but a month of nothing happened. Any altercations with them? So, and he told me, was like, you just couldn't leave well enough alone, could you, little twerp? Well, now you're going to pay. And then just clocks him in the gut. Oh, he goes down and. Uh, give him a front kick, and then he goes down. Then he just pff, he, Daniel spins around, falls up against the fence, could like barely stand. And uh, <clears throat> Tommy and Dutch pick him up, and this is when Bobby jumps in. And he goes, "Man, look, man, he's had enough. Leave him alone. He could barely stand up." And Johnny's like, "I'll tell you when he's had enough, man." 
And he goes, the enemy deserves no mercy. And that's what I loved about Dutch. He was like, right. <laughs> and then while all this is going on, you see Johnny getting ready to just, I assume, just kick his head off. But you see Mr. Miyagi climbing over the fence and then he jumps down and uh, just fucking ran through all of them. Uh, the one who got the worst was uh, Tommy because he got kicked in the balls. Yeah, he, <laughs> he took out Dutch and then he, he took out, well, he took out the, the Bobby and uh, Bobby and Jimmy, I believe, like really quick. And then he yeah. took out Tommy and then Dutch and then he ended it with Johnny. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but um, Tommy, when we when we see him in the, in the Cobra Kai dojo later, why does he have an arm sling on? Um, I think it was when uh, <laughs> no D- Dutch is the one that got kicked in the balls. I think when Tommy he grabbed Tommy, he like spun him around and I don't know maybe pulled his arm out of socket or something. Uh, I don't know whatever he did because he sp- he spun Tommy around by his arm. Okay. And D- Dutch was the one that threw that kick and he grabbed it and then kicked him in the balls. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Johnny tried to get in there and then he got whooped up. Uh, then they just pick, he picks up Daniel and hauls in there. But I like how they the thing. This is where it was messed up was. I mean, I think Daniel could have got away because when Miyagi picks him up, <laughs> he just opens the gate. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes I back mean, in. There's there's a chain there, but Miyagi just like pushes the gate open. And I'm like, damn, Daniel, avoided <laughs> all of this. <laughs> But he, I don't know why he tried to jump the fence. Daniel don't really seem that athletic. And I mean, did he deserve to get his ass beat? Maybe not by all of them, but but Johnny definitely you would deserve to get your butt beat. Because like I said, Johnny said it. You couldn't leave well enough alone. I mean, Johnny wasn't looking for him. None of them were. Mm-hmm. They just everyone just went their their own separate ways, but then Daniel had to provoke them. So did he deserve to get his ass beat? If it was just one on one, okay, yeah, you deserve your ass beat, but not getting jumped by all of them. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Daniel's kind of like that. That's the perfect way to say it. you couldn't leave well enough alone. Not to mention all the thousands of dollars of car damage he caused. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so. Uh, Daniel wakes up uh, in Miyagi's uh, little room and uh, he finds out that he was the one because he goes, oh, where's Spider-Man at? And he goes, what? And he goes, who? And then he goes, was that you? And he goes, he goes, yeah. And he was like, no. And he goes, why? Because old man. And then he just starts <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and then he told him and they asked him, well, can you teach anyone? He goes, ah. And he goes, well, it depends on why. And he goes, as as a form of revenge. And then, I mean, Miyagi was always straight with his, uh, when, when he was kicking his knowledge. He goes, like, no. He goes, karate's not about that. And he goes, if you're wanting to learn it for revenge, you might as well d- dig yourself a grave or whatever he said. But, because <clears throat> he asked him where he'd learned it, and he said, father taught him. And uh, he was like, well, all right. But then they kind of got into it a little because then he was like, well, he goes, well, can you can you help me? And he's like, no, I, I goes best that I, that I don't get involved. And he goes, man, you're already involved. And he's like, nah. And then Daniel's like, well, fuck it, man. All right. Well, forget it. Never mind. I'll, I'll deal with it myself. And that's when Miyagi's like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll help you. And he goes, oh, man, thanks. And then he goes, but let me tell you something. I liked what he says right here. And he goes, karate here, and points at his head. And then he's like, karate here in his heart. 
And karate's never here. I assume right around the stomach. And then he was always kicking down some kind of knowledge and everything. Mm-hmm. And he, what he was telling was karate is for self-defense only, um, which I understand. I mean, that's true. But it always goes to, he told him, he goes, look, he goes, well, that's not what these guys are being taught. And he goes, it's never a bad student. It's always a bad teacher because whatever the teacher says, the students do. So, I mean, that's why I loved every time they had the little conversations when he was kicking the knowledge. <clears throat> so he ends up going, they end up going to the Cobra Kai. And uh, yeah, we see everyone in there. Sensei uh, Kreese is uh, rolling through uh, the, the, <clears throat> the lessons. And then they start and they kind of give him their creed. What, uh, what, what, what do we learn here? And it's like, strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. And he goes into all that with them. Because he goes when the the what do you say something about uh, the enemy? Um, uh, I think it was it, shit. Uh, <laughs> mercy is for the weak. Yeah, the enemy deserves no mercy or, or something. He was going into all that. Yeah, and uh, then I'll- he. Threatens to hit one of the kids and makes him do <laughs> 60 push-ups on his knuckles. <laughs> I'll add the clip right here. We do not train to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. Here on the street in competition, a man confronts you. He's the enemy. An enemy deserves no mercy. All right. Well, that's what he said. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I like that he said that. Not that that's the way you should be, but I mean. But again, that's just, that's what he was teaching these guys. So, but yeah, when we see them all in uh, in training, uh, Tommy's there and he's got his arm in a sling. But I mean, <laughs> couldn't he at least took a break that day and not gone because he had his arm in a sling? But I mean, that that shows you Tommy was still he didn't care. He was still hurt, but he was still learning the lessons. He didn't want to miss any. So uh, that's when <clears throat> Johnny sees because uh, when he's walking around. Uh, saying all that stuff, and then he realizes that Johnny isn't paying attention. And he goes, what is the problem, Mr. Lawrence? And that's when he leans in and tells him, and then he goes, all right. He goes, students falling behind me. we got some visitors, and then they walk up to Miyagi and, and Daniel, and uh, that's when they tell him that, uh, I heard you jump some of my students last night. And he goes, I'm afraid the facts got mixed up. And then he tells them, well, what do you, what do you want? And he goes, I'm telling you to... Uh, Tell him to leave the boy alone. And he goes, is that your problem? And he goes, the odds. Well, he goes, well, what's the problem? You can't uh, fight his own battles. And he goes, would you like to match up with uh, Mr. Lawrence? And Johnny's like, yes, sensei. And then <laughs> and then uh, Miyagi's like, uh, he goes, nope. He goes, it's too much of an advantage. Your dojo. And that's when he tells him. He goes, well, name a place. And that's when he goes, tournament. And then they're like, ah. and they Because they think cause Johnny's already the champ. Uh, at this point, uh, the All Valley uh, Karate Champ. So that's when he's like, you you feel like uh, fighting them? He goes, yes, Sensei. So they're like, all right. And I liked uh, this part because uh, he goes, well, one more request. And he's like, what? And he goes, uh, tell your boys to leave him alone while uh, while he trains. <laughs> like when he turned around, you're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? He goes, but I like that. I like that. And then he goes, nobody touches the commandant until the tournament. Is that... Is that Right, right, and yes, sensei. And then he tells him, goes, look, um, if he doesn't show, he goes, and it's open season on him and you. And I like just the look in Miyagi's face. 
of how he just looks at, it. and then he they, he never took his eyes off. Uh, uh, he slowly to, to, backs up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, then they end up leaving, and Daniel's like, oh, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Because I'm gonna get killed for all them. And uh, Miyagi was like, no, man, I just saved your life. And he was like, how? And he goes, I saved you two months of beating. <laughs> so <laughs> that's when they do the, they, they get into the training thing. Uh, that's when we go to Miyagi's. Damn it. We go to Miyagi's uh, house. And this is when the, the training begins. It is kind of goofy. I mean, if you really think about it, but um, I don't know if these moves, these techniques work. <laughs> but uh, uh, I tried looking for a video to to see if anyone did do those to see they if they would work. I guess they. I'm I'm not a martial arts guy. I'm I'm sure they could work blocking and everything. So this is when we get to the whole thing of the the wax on wax off with all the cars, mm-hmm. and then uh, well after that one was the uh, the sand. Sand the floor. Sand the floor, that that whole deck. I mean, that was an awesome backyard. Uh, I really love that. Um, To jump to Cobra Kai really quick, was that the same house or did they have to rebuild? I think they rebuilt Uh, it. Yeah, I think I heard the same thing. They had to, because I don't think the original one is still there. Because I know they filmed it. uh, They didn't film it in in California. They filmed it somewhere somewhere else, Atlanta or something like that. Oh, that's what I that's what I, I understood, but um, I liked his his whole little backyard. I thought that was really cool, and I guess it was perfect timing him meeting Daniel, so he didn't have to do all the well. He did all the hard part. He yeah. built the fence and the deck, <laughs> so he didn't have to do the rest. But uh, the whole uh, the the wax on the wax off of all those old school cars. Uh, he did that, and then the second one was uh, the wax or uh, sand the floor with the, the big circles. I don't know, dude, man. Just I think that would take left circle, right a circle. I think that, dude, that would. And that deck was huge too, uh, not just the top as well as the sides. So I, I'm sure that fucking took. I don't know. I, I assume that took more than a day to do. Yeah, all by yeah. yourself. <laughs> and Mr. Miyagi, he's got some money got a nice house i'm assuming that's his land and uh he got all the nice old school cars because i mean it seemed like his house was in the middle of this little construction site because there was all kinds of other things around him but i guess if they're selling that little plot of land he he bought it it was nice because he had that big front yard where all the cars were and that huge ass backyard where he had everything all set up so that was pretty sweet what was after the sand the floor? Was it uh, fence? Paint the fence. And that too, man. I'm sure that took. I mean, I love that after he, when he told him to do it, left hand, the big boards, and the right hand, the small boards. And when he finished it, well, he just did that one, that one fence. <laughs> he said he was done. <laughs> and he went, whole fence. And that's when the camera panned around. I was like, weak. <laughs> And then, and then he, had, he had to do both sides too. Yeah, because he was done. He goes, "Well, well done." What do you think? Both sides. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure that was shit was expensive too, because cans of paint. Well, it didn't really look like paint. It looked like more like a stain. But either, either yeah. way, I mean, that's. I have a small little fence in front of my house, and that took like multiple cans, and that wasn't even close to half. 
that size of what he had to do. Um, but I hired some kids. So, hey, man, I'll give you some money. All right. And they, <laughs> they did it because I, I ain't the one no more. But <laughs> it gets done. Shout out to all the little neighborhood kids. They, they, had, they had a blast out there. <laughs> but I had to go out there and school them a couple of times because the little motherfuckers were writing their names in it. <laughs> I said, come on, guys. <laughs> but they painted over it. So, <clears throat> so he paints the uh, wax on, wax off, uh, sand the floor, paint the fence. And then... Um, it got into well, that was after that was paint the house, right? Yeah, side, this side, is side. when, yeah, this is when Daniel had enough. Because yeah, because when he was painting, because he can't, because he kept telling him come back early and start early. So he, every he did keep coming back because the the rules he told me was like, look, he goes, I promise to teach you uh, karate, but you have to do what I say, no questions. And Daniel was like, well, all right, cool, so. I'm sure at the beginning, he probably thought, all right, well, I'll paint his fence and this and that and save me some money for karate lessons. But I think, yeah, once he got to the house, and that just, that that was it. That was the bottom line. That was the last straw. Because when he came back and he had all his fishing gear, and he said, where'd you go? He goes, I went fishing. He goes, well, didn't you think maybe I wanted to go? Well, you weren't here when I left. <laughs> so <laughs> he goes, hey, man, we had a deal here. He goes, I'll, I do what you want, and you were supposed to train me. He goes, no, he goes, well, you've been, uh, he goes, you weren't here when I go. But then he goes, well, he goes, you, you're karate training. He goes, karate training. He goes, man, I've washed your cars, uh, sand your, sand your deck, paint your house. And he's got all mad. He was like, oh, bullshit, man, I'm going home. And that's when he called him back. And he came back and was like, all right, now show me uh, wax on, wax off. And you're like, I can't move my arms. And then he did that. <laughs> that worked once for me, ladies and gentlemen. I I did try that way. They didn't magically help, but I can't remember what I was doing. Uh, we, it was me and my friends. We were doing, oh, my friend fell on the skateboard, and he was like, oh, my knee, my knee, and I I was just being the smart ass that I am. I did that. <laughs> and then I rubbed his knee. He was like, ah, but then he was good after that. Not saying that it worked, but it, it helped. <laughs> so, And then he did whatever, and he kept going, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? And then he was like, all right, now show me. And then he did it, and then when he was did it all crazy, and then I liked how he did it. He goes, all right, now wax on, wax off. When he showed it, and then he like he would like do uh, the special move. You guys know, you guys seen the movie, you know what I mean. But he was able to stop to do it, and then all right, now show me sand the floor and all that, and he went through the whole thing, and then he, he was still like Daniel really wasn't getting what he was doing, but then when, what he was telling him was. All right, when you're sanding or, or when you're painting the fence, uh, just do it. Perfect moves. And then, all right, now show me uh, wax on, wax off. And then he started throwing punches at him. Yeah! And then, luckily, he was doing it. But maybe in reality, he, <laughs> I don't think he would have knew what to do. But, I mean, it was cool. I mean, he after he went through the whole thing, the wax on, wax off, sand the floor, paint the fence, and, and the, the, what was the one... When he was blocking the kicks, was uh, that was a uh, paint defense? No, that was sand the floor. Because he was making big circles. Because he kept doing yeah. a big circle, so that's how he was blocking those kicks. And I loved after he did it, and Daniel was like, "Oh fuck!" You could see it in his eyes, like, "Oh my god, I'm blocking all this stuff." But then I loved that scene when he was done. How Miyagi just went, and then just went, "Yeah!" Just then he just blocked everything and the kicks. <laughs> And then Daniel was like, holy fuck, this was all in his head. And then he goes, come back tomorrow. 
and Daniel was like, oh, fuck. So I loved that. I mean, no matter how many times I've seen this film, that, like, I'm amazed by it that it, that it was cool. I think their chemistry of the of these two actors and it just uh, again the bond that they had. I mean, I think I think right then and there is when Daniel was like, "All right, man, this guy's the real deal." Mm-hmm. So he comes back, and then I think this is when they go to the beach because he always told him you gotta you gotta learn your balance. That's when he shoves him out into the water, and. I, it is, and yes, we all tried this going to the beach and and trying to learn your balance. Man, you you can't win on those waves. <laughs> the water is just stronger than you. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, who said that? Oh no, that was in uh, the Bruce Lee story, Dragon, when uh, he was telling her that water is strong and it's stronger than everybody else because you can pick it up and all this, but a lot of water, especially the force of, of the waves come crashing, and there's no way you could stop that. But I guess that, that is a good uh, balancing thing, but I'd be more scared of drowning than trying to balance myself. But yeah. While he's out there splashing around, he looks over and he sees uh, Miyagi on the, on, the, on the stumps doing the crane. I wish uh, at some point out of these films, we would have saw him do it to, in a fight somewhere. But we never did. So, but this is when this is when we see Doctor Giggles and that other guy because they come walking up and Dan will ask him, "Well, what is that?" And he says, "Oh, this is a, a train technique or a crane technique." And he goes, well, "Can you teach me?" And he goes, "Well, first learn balance and first learn fly or whatever." He said, and they're like, "All right." And he goes, "Where'd you learn it?" He goes, "Father teach." And he goes, oh, "You must have had some father." So, yeah. So then they uh, go up and then. Yeah, he goes, hey, uh, the boy's cold and we want to leave. Can kindly remove bottles. And this is when, this is when they got racist. <laughs> he goes, oh, before they came walking up, he goes, hey, man. He goes, hey, kid, you got to look at the kid with the pet nip. I was like, damn. Uh. <laughs> Mr. Giggle, Dr. Giggles uh, was no joke. And then he said, remove bottles. And he goes, kindly remove them yourself, Mr. Moto. And then did the little squinty eyes in the, in the bug teeth. <laughs> And then Miyagi ah, and just knocks the neck off all the bottles. And then they just pull the bottles off really quick. And then Daniel's like, how'd you do that? And he goes, don't know. First time. So uh, so we taught that. Then uh, we get the scene where he comes to Miyagi's and he is, I believe this is where he's drinking. I think we skipped the whole date scene. No, no, oh. no. I, well, the, well, the first date we skipped. I, all while this is all going on, Daniel's still trying to get his uh, with Allie. They hooked up uh, one night and they got they got to uh, go to golf and stuff. But all right, this, <clears throat> this part just reminded me of me uh, going when he went to go pick up Allie. Um. Just the girls I went to school with, and yes, they were the rich girls, and me going up to their house, nice big giant house, and meeting their parents that that go to country clubs and all that. Because a lot of my friends, especially the ones that I went to school with, they did have uh, that that family where they did go to country clubs for whatever whatever reason, because their mom and dad show up. And uh, yeah, I mean, dealing with uh, the only way to say is rich parents. And they look at you different because they know you're not from their area. 
So I I totally felt Daniel in this scene. Not saying that the the girls I was uh, hanging out with parents were mean or anything, but I I felt this scene. So, but yeah, because mm. when he tells him, "Oh, where are you from?" and he went, "Uh," he said, "Mercida." <laughs> and then that's when the parents were like, uh, "All right." So obviously, uh, Allie is slumming it with Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> But and they go, oh, is that your mom? And she goes, hi. And then they get in the car, but we already know right where it was going. They get in the car, and the car doesn't stop. First of all, she just should have just kept the car running. Uh, if you know your car does that, so yeah. he was totally embarrassed when they had to push the car to get it to to jump jump start it. <laughs> I've been there. I had a car where we had to do that. <clears throat> um. So yeah, then they go to golf and stuff, have a good time and all that, and. I don't think they kissed her. I think they kissed at the next uh, when Daniel basically swallowed her. I think that was the next uh, meet up there. Yeah, because uh, you get, uh, of course, Cobra Kai shows up. Well, the first guy shows up, and I don't know what kind of badass car that was. And she was like, oh, uh, this car. He seemed kind of nice, though. Yeah, he was obviously, he seemed like more of the college guy. He was like, oh, yeah. hey. And, All right, man. Uh, cool. See you guys next time. And as they were relieving, this is when Johnny and those guys pulling up. Uh, nice uh, convertible, and then they're like, "Oh, we're going wherever." And he goes, "Well, your your friend, your little friend, can come too if it's all right with his mommy." And that's when uh, Lucille, Daniel's mom, pulls up. Hi, kids! And they're like, "Right uh, on time." <laughs> <laughs> and then they go, and she gets in the car, and uh, when they ride off, fucking uh, Tommy, he goes, "I really love your car, <laughs> Mrs. LaRusso." I'm like, motherfucker! <laughs> so. Uh, by then, yeah, that the, the night was ruined. Dan Daniel just ah, and he goes, "Well, if you wanted to go, you could have went." And then she goes, "Well, if I really wanted to go, I would have." Don't make no difference to me. Do what you want. And so he definitely lost some points there. Uh, then we go back to uh, Miyagi's house the next day, and I think this is the scene when he was doing with the the chopsticks, trying to catch mm-hmm. the. I think I, I think I think that part already happened because I think after that that's when he went outside and he had to paint the fence. But yeah. Anyway, so we're, we're, we're we're jumping. Yeah. All so I think um I think it was this is when uh, when they're on, they're uh, out on the boat and uh, he was trying to teach him uh, off a lot of this time he was telling him balance is the key uh, to to every lesson that he had. Because he goes, all right, now you got to learn balance. Because that's when Dan's like, when am I going to learn how to punch? And he goes, well, so you learn how to punch as soon as you learn balance. And he shook the boat and then he goes, falling into the water. And Daniel, or uh, Mr. Miyagi's laughing a hard. You're all wet behind the ear. And they're laughing around. And he comes, obviously the water wasn't very deep because he stood up and then got back in the boat. And um, then uh, I think it was right after that is when... Is it when he went and uh, I think is when he did, he tried to do another date with Allie because he would, but she was gonna have uh, she was at the country club for dinner and then he was gonna go pick her up there. Oh, when he was dressed like one of the servers for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then when he was peeking in and uh, Johnny was dancing with her, but she didn't want to at first, but her mom just kind of slid her right into it. So. That's when they were just kind of trying. The Johnny was trying to just all right. Let's let's at least be friends, but Allie wasn't having it. 
And then that's when Johnny looked over and saw Daniel peeking through the window and he leaned in and uh, planted one on her. And then that's when Daniel got mad and spun around and crashed into the the waiter can. Look at that Karen spaghetti or something because it got all over him. It was a lot of spaghetti. (laughs) Then Daniel took off and that's when Allie uh, clocked uh, Johnny in the mouth. And this is when Daniel went to Miyagi's house, and he there, yeah, you're right. He um, he, Miyagi was all drunk on, I think it was his anniversary. This, no matter how many times I've seen this, this, whew, oh man, it's getting me already. This scene always gets me mm-hmm. because it was it was sad, and it was really quick and to the point. But it, uh, just when he starts telling, he didn't. He didn't really tell him the story. I think he, he was just so drunk. He just kind of went into it because he was dressed up in, in his military uh, um, outfit. And Yeah, Daniel found the, the newspaper clippings. Yeah, because when Miyagi was, well, he led here and then they, they both uh, toasted, uh, gave a, they took a shot of sake or whatever he was drinking. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, uh, then he kind of went into the story that how he got the news when uh, the the higher ups called in Miyagi and told him that his his wife died, his wife and his his uh, kid died during uh, birth. But oh my god, this scene still gets me because he just starts crying, and I was like, oh man, Daniel at that point really didn't know. Uh, what was what was going on? Because then Miyagi kind of passes out, and then he puts him in bed, and that's when he started reading all the clips, and you see uh, the story of that his that his wife died and everything. So, but that was that was really sad. It always gets me every time I watch that scene. Yeah, <clears throat> but I I loved how Daniel had that much respect for for Miyagi to make sure he was all right, and then as he was leaving, he turned around and and bowed to him, and then. And then left. So I thought that was really cool. And then they they go into the montage of, of Daniel doing uh, standing out on the boat, uh, doing uh, the move, the blocks, and everything, learning his balance. And then they show him out on the stump, uh, trying to learn the the crane kick. I was watching the extras on on the Blu-ray, and um, they said they they wanted to throw in a bigger kick, but I guess it just didn't work out good with uh, what they were trying to film. So. Um, they said he fell off that stump new multiple times trying to just trying to shoot that scene. I, I, I fucking totally it looked easy. So we the dumbasses we were, we all went out and were trying it uh, like on a park bench. And that was hard, much less a stump. <laughs> so <but Yeah. laughs> it, it's hard uh, to try that. So, I mean, and then after the montage, which I really love that little uh, that little Japanese uh, flute. Uh, music that they played in the background during all that. Mm-hmm. I loved all that. Uh, and then we get to uh, Daniel is um, learning how to punch now because Miyagi's standing there with the, the catcher's gear on. And this is the old school catcher's gear. Not, not like what the kids have today where it's a little bit thicker. This one was like hella thin and <laughs> taking hearts to the shots to the heart. <laughs> I like he takes that first one and he was like, what are you, some type of girl or something? I was like, damn. I, really did I liked how Daniel was trying to get all cute and uh, fancy with the footwork, and Miyagi's trying to stop him, and then he just locks his leg and chops him to the back of the neck. <laughs> so, 
I think you dance around too much. You play too much and you're not focusing. So then they really get into it. So after that, um, uh, Daniel's 18th birthday. <laughs> yeah. Things are going good. No, well, not yet uh, really with, uh, Ali because they, uh, he goes to, uh, they have a little birthday party for him. And this part gets me too, because he, yeah, he gives him a cake and gives him a little gift. And then, all right, number two present, he takes him outside, and that's when he gives him uh, that that car. And I didn't know this. I was watching something. Daniel, Ralph Macchio does have that car, that car that they used in in, in the movie. Nice. Uh, He bought it uh, from them. So I thought that was really cool. He goes, yeah, I still have it. So that was that was that was interesting, and that was cool to know that it's not just sitting in some movie yard somewhere. So it's yeah. cool that that he owns it. He also got his karate gi with the bonsai tree embroidered on the back. From this one? Yeah, from the birthday. All right, on. Oh, that's right. I thought you meant in real life. <laughs> oh, he probably does. But. <laughs> so yeah, he got that, and then because he goes, I can understand if you want this patch back. He said, Nah, th- this is yours. And I go outside and I have that little moment. And he's telling you, you're the best friend I've ever had and all that. So then he's like, yeah. Then they start going bonsai. And then he goes driving off. Daniel goes to the golf and stuff uh, looking for <clears throat> for Allie. Uh, and then he goes in there and tries to be all cute. Allie ain't having it. And then that's when the, the girl's like, hey, man, can't you take a hint? And then he's like, nah. And then that's when Susan uh, jumps in. He goes, yeah, because he kind of kind of gets into a little with Susan. And he goes, yeah, I saw them at the them locking lips uh, at the country club. And she goes, oh, you didn't see the the stunning conclusion when she clocked him in the face. Goes, oh, he hit her? And he goes, yeah, what'd you think? I sprained her wrist doing her nails? And he goes, oh, well, she didn't tell me that. And he goes, oh, well, she didn't have to. Yeah, she's the bitch, but I don't know. I still like it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so that's when Daniel goes outside and finds her. And then they kind of make up and they start making out. All right, boys and girls, <clears throat> in the, my younger years, I'm not saying I'm the best kisser in the world, but damn, I don't swallow the, the boy or girl you're kissing because, man, watching this scene is still uncomfortable. He's like, my mouth is like all the way open, <laughs> just swallowing her. I was like, damn, but I uh, movie, everyone. And then, uh, yeah, they should go, oh, there's my car right on. Cool. So she jumps in and then they go p- pulling out of the parking lot. All right, tournament time. <clears throat> Everyone's set. Tournament, they get there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I love this part when they're, when they're trying to get in. So I take it they must have, or did they register before, or did they just show up? Kind of seems like they showed up. Because, uh, I, no, well, maybe because he was like, no, no, I think because when, when Miyagi... Uh, was leaning in. He kind of got around, and then he, that's when he reached over and grabbed that belt. Luckily, that belt was hanging out of that guy's bag in yeah. order for him to grab it to <laughs> give it to Allie. Because <laughs> it was, they said it was um, was a brown belt and above that yeah. could be in the tournament. So because they, they said, well, what belt is he? Well, oh, he's black belt, and that's when he grabbed that belt and gave it to Allie. And they ran in there. <clears throat> Daniel's in there trying to get all ready, and this is when Dutch and the gang show up. Um, that was this part, even if it went down, if if one of them threw a, a punch, they would have been both disqualified and kicked out and didn't, wouldn't even got on the mat. But 
Uh, they had to give Dutch his scene. <laughs> He's like, well, if it's if it isn't little Danielle, <laughs> what, mommy not here to dress you? <laughs> hey, I'm talking to you, punk, and then pushes him in the back, and then Daniel spins around. Come on, mom, make a move, and then all right, save it for the ring or save it for the mats, and leans over to. I love this. He kind of leans. It's, uh, Chad McQueen is uh, the great Steve McQueen's uh, son. Mm-hmm. Uh, look him up for you kids that don't know who Steve McQueen is. Um, but he leans in and goes, point to no points. You're dead meat. Goes, You're dead meat. And that's the fucking Tommy. He goes, oh, I think he's going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy. That's what Tommy's here for. <laughs> yeah, he's always the asshole and everything. Even in the other movies he was. I don't know if you've seen uh, the great Iron Eagle. Uh, oh yeah, with the uh, Academy Award, Lou Gossett Jr. He was an asshole. In that. He was only in the beginning. He he was the the asshole hanging out with the the main asshole in that movie. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so we get in there, and then Daniels, uh, they they give him the belt. Oh, where we get this? I don't worry about it. So they puts it on, and then they go, like, "All right, now what's going on here?" And Miyagi's like, "I don't know. This is the first time I've been here." He's like, I thought you'd been to these things. He goes, I fought for life, not for points. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, I'm dead. Luckily, that's what, that's what I liked about this. I mean, this All-Valley tournament, everybody was into it. Yeah. Everybody knew about it because Allie was, she, well, obviously going out with, with Johnny, so she knew uh, the rules. And I mean, okay, all right, the rules with this was I was kind of iffy about it because <clears throat> they said you can hit the, they said you can hit the head and the sternum and all this and everything above the waist is good. But jumping to Cobra Kai really quick, Johnny did say, he goes, yeah, you won with that illegal kick. And I was like, yeah, because the only thing I was ever clear on as far as the face was you couldn't do close hand to the face. Yeah, I don't I don't remember ever hearing anything about a kick because when we get to it here, when he fights Dutch, Dutch kicks him in the face. Kicks yeah. Daniel. He I mean, he got kicked in the face. And uh, so I was like, well, what? What? Were they just not? They didn't care. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was I was iffy on what the rules were, because there was if he was saying that kick was illegal at the end, getting kicked in the head. Yeah, Dutch kicked Daniel in the head, which uh, I thought was obviously he looked like he knew what he was doing because that was perfect form because he did like a, a little quick swipe and then just kicked him right in the in the face with his looked like got him with the toe. Yeah, um, <clears throat> because. It, now watching those guys that when they're fighting they're all they're not very stiff but these are the much younger uh, Cobra Kai and Daniel son so but yeah because I love the whole uh, montage one because when Daniel first gets to his first uh, match and he's like why is he kneeling he goes, I don't know <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what they're there and then uh, Daniel's not really sure what's going on but then he kind of gets run out of the ring a few times and that's when the ref goes you run out one more you're gonna lose a point. <laughs> And that's when Miyagi is telling him, look, you got to focus power and face your, your, appointment, your opponent head on. And then that's when Daniel gets into it, gets his first point, and then he defeats the first guy. And then Ali, yeah, you're the best. And I love this song. I don't care. This song gets me hyped. You're the best around. I love this mm-hmm. whole montage. And this song is is perfect with it. Um, they've used this song multiple things and, and crazy videos and everything. I think other than in this film, the best time they used this song was in uh, South Park. Uh, I don't know if you guys... <laughs> I can't remember. There was... Uh, was it, it was either Timmy or Jimmy. One of them were training, and they <laughs> were training, and they played this song in the background. 
Oh, man, that was the best. But anyway, so I loved all this montage of how they were <clears throat> Daniels fighting, and then they show each of the, the Cobra Kai's fighting. Uh, uh, Lamar, uh, Jerry in this. <laughs> Him getting his ass beat. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Third time in this movie. <laughs> I mean, he just did. You got to start somewhere. I I, I, but I mean, come on now. By, <laughs> I, I can understand when we first see Lamar. I'm going to call him Lamar. Yeah, he's Lamar. I, <laughs> I can see he don't know nothing. But this is months later. And you still seem like I mean, he had a damn black belt on. Yeah, and he didn't even look like he had any kind of form. I mean, he had the moves in Revenge of the Nerds when he was popping and locking when they were performing on stage, but here he was all stiff and kind of hopping around and just took a front kick and got beat up. I was like, oh, man, Lamar, sit down. Let's not talk about his athletic moves in the the, the decathlon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. I mean, Worms are uh, sorry, everyone. Uh, Worms are did he said he it, uh, he was uh, aerodynamics or whatever he genius, so he was able to work with Lamar's limp limp wrist style. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if that's how it works, but it it seemed like it was right to me. <laughs> it worked in the movie. <laughs> no, I'm to dig that one out and watch. I love that movie. Uh, the first two. After that, the rest of the movies were garbage. But anyway, so yeah, he got beat down, and I don't know who that big giant dude was. They never, they didn't show him in the every time they were at uh, Cobra Kai, the dojo, and we didn't even see who that big dude was because he he was fighting uh, um, what's his name, that one badass dude, Daryl Vidal. Yeah, uh, which I like. They used his real name because when they were looking, if you look up on the on the board when they were switching the name, it was Vidal when Johnny had to fight him. Yeah, I don't know where this grown ass man came from because he was not. He didn't look like he was no under eighteen. Oh hell no! And the way he must have been fighting since he was a little kid. Because no, I was talking about the big dude. Oh, that guy. All right. Yeah, he was a big man. <laughs> so, but he got, he got, he, I don't know, he like threw a kick and missed, and then he came marching, and then the uh, dog guy just blah, kicked him in the chest hella hard, and then he went down. And, Apparently, uh, there's no, no weight groups or anything. No, it's like just, you didn't matter. <laughs> you fought whoever you were fighting. I think out of this whole montage, other than when Dutch kicked uh, Daniel in the face, um, I loved when uh, Daniel and Tommy went at it because fucking Tommy was juiced. The way he was looking, he was bouncing ready and ready. And then w- when they, all right, fight. And Daniel went in the swing. That first move, Tommy, I loved it. I mean, if you guys don't know what I'm saying, watch the scene. But when Daniel swings, Tommy blocks that hit and then just bah, gives him a straight shot to the ribs. And that's why I'm like, man, it looks like Tommy should have won this one. But... Uh, we all got to know Daniel's going to beat up everyone. So, And the way Daniel got that last point, it, it was like hella weak because he just, uh, I assume Tommy just wasn't ready for it because he just took like barely took a, uh, a punch to the chest and yeah. he lost. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so he, he won <laughs> off of a point. Not, not damage, obviously. <laughs> not skill. But, uh, but even uh, I loved when uh, Bobby was fighting somebody. I can't remember what it is. But again, it goes back to how they're taught. Because when Dan, when Bobby got 
dropped or whatever. He jumped him. Hey, you're dead. You're dead. And he was getting ready to fight him and all that. So, yeah, Daniel ran through Tommy. Um, I don't know. That fight with Dutch, man. Looked like Dutch would have kicked his ass if he took that, that headshot with the first one. But they must have just skimmed over that match because next thing we know, Daniel won that match. So he beat he beat Tommy. He beat Dutch. And uh, I assume Jimmy, which we didn't even see him in, in action at all <laughs> during the tournament. <laughs> but uh, Then it came down to uh, Bobby had to fight Daniel, and then Johnny had to fight uh, Vidal. But Daniel, when Bobby was getting ready to get in there, this is when Kreese told him, he goes, hey, um, uh, I want him uh, to tell him out, out, out of commission. And then he was like, I could beat this guy. He goes, I don't want him beat. He goes, but I'll be disqualified out of commission. And then Bobby was like, all right. So he was out there. I mean, Bobby was the, out of the Cobra Kai, the voice of reason, I would Mm -hmm. say, because he was kind of like, hmm, all right. But he got to follow orders. So Yeah, it's starting to trickle over, though, because I think you can see Johnny and them kind of looking like this ain't right. They kind of have that look on their face. Yeah, because uh, once they get in there, I mean, it only it only went seconds with, with this with this match. Because um, <clears throat> oh, the the match uh, Johnny had to fight uh, that Vidal guy before, and yeah, it's, nah, Vidal would have kicked Johnny's ass, but uh, yeah, Johnny's got to move forward and, <laughs> and be in the yeah, final he, match. I believe he kicks Vidal in the face. Yeah, when he does that spin and jump back kick or whatever that I don't know I don't know what kicks are called but he does some spinning back kick and then Johnny kicks him right out of the air and it looks like he caught him right in the face so I don't I don't know what's legal and what's not legal yeah I mean the rules they, they were pretty lax with the rules <laughs> during this tournament so he ends up beating him and Johnny uh, advances to the to the main event and this is when Bobby and Daniel come in Bobby Bobby gets his orders, and then when the, when the match starts, Bobby jumps up and just a straight kick to the knee, and ow! I mean, I felt that. Um, I played sports, and not on purpose, but when you when you hurt your knee, that shit hurts. My knees still hurt from getting yeah. hurt. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if that didn't kick the kneecap off or or break it, but I loved this. I mean, because like I said, Bobby was the voice of reason. He immediately jumps, and I'm sorry, Daniel. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. And mm-hmm. then they just kind of pulled him off. And then there's oh, Bobby's been disqualified. And then that's when Miyagi runs in, and he looks over at uh, Sensei Crease, and he just gives him that evil look. But you see, I mean, even um, <clears throat> Tommy and Johnny were like looking at their Sensei, like, uh, yeah, they they know this isn't right. Yeah, so. That's when Daniel's back there and the doctor's looking him over. Well, man, you gave it your best, man. Uh, good congratulations. And that's when they, I'll tell the judges, that's it. And then he was like, oh, Kyle, come on, man. Can you can you do that thing? And he's like, well, there's no need to fight anymore. You, you did your best. And he goes, well, he goes, I'm going to look, I'm not going to look good to Allie again. Yeah, we all try to look good for the girls, but I don't know, man. Sometimes I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> but but uh, he was still trying to get his because he just said, but he did say, he goes, every time I see them, I'm going to know they got the best of me. Mm-hmm. So that's when Miyagi, ah, I love when, when he claps. He goes, and then he does that, and then Allie comes running out <clears throat> because they were just get, getting ready to give that trophy to to Johnny. Yeah. And Allie comes running in and 
He goes, well, Daniel LaRusso's going to fight. And then everyone's looking around, all, what? And then here comes Daniel limping out there. And, all right, that's what this is about. And then they get all hyped up. And then Johnny and Daniel are, are ready to go at it. Uh, okay, nitpick time. <laughs> I've had kids in in organized sports. There's no way he's coming limping. Like he can he can't even put no weight on that leg and they're going to have him in basically almost full contact fighting. I don't think so. And the doctor just looked him over and said, "Nah, I mean I mean pretty much when the doctors that are there, especially at something like this, tell you, "Now nah, that's it." I mean, and it didn't even look like the doctor ran over there and, and looked at him again. Yeah, <laughs> you, you should be. When the doctor says you gave it your best, that's you're done. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely they wouldn't have let him continue. Uh, <laughs> but but um, but I like it adds to the drama, though. Yeah. I mean, it's if it would have ended that way, we would have went. We went through this whole movie, and that's how it's going to end. I probably would have hated it. But. Yeah. So he's already he gets into it, and um, what was the point score? I mean, did Johnny? I think he scored a few times, didn't he? Because it was what it, he had. Was it two points or three? I can't remember how it exactly went, but I know he would get a point, and then he would lose a point. Now you're just uh, movie. Oh. Wait, no, he it happened in this because uh, he lost a point for face contact when he punched oh, right. uh, Daniel right. in the face. Yeah. Then again, I, well, where are the rules here? <laughs> so the, That's the only one I know. Uh, no no closed hands to the face, so I don't know if you can karate chop someone to the face or slap them or what, but no, no closed fists. Yeah, we yeah because Johnny did give him like a like a straight cross uh, to the at least to the jaw, and uh, I think that's when they they didn't count it because they 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 kind of go at it for a minute. Um, I can't remember exactly who who struck first, but when they were going, I mean they were going in with the kicks and the punches, and they were mm-hmm. blocking. And Daniel was hopping all over the place, pretty much on one knee. So you can see that uh, that was. Not good for him. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get to the to that last fight to see exactly what happened because I don't even remember <laughs> what it, how how they started and and we all know how it ended. But there was some yeah. uh, some good news in this. Yeah, I think after he caught Daniel with the punch to the face, then they started the match over, and I think that's when uh, Daniel took him down with like a. Some like a leg scissor, something like he dropped him, and then he like gave uh gave Johnny a, a, a shot to the back of the head, and that's when Johnny's nose was bleeding. All right, okay, here and it that, is. That, that's when we get the sweep the leg. Match starts. Johnny comes in with some kicks. Uh, Daniel's blocking them all. Roundhouse by Johnny, multiples. Daniel gets the first uh, point because he hits Johnny in the chest. So that's point one. All right, the match is about to restart. Uh, Daniel in the ready. <clears throat> I'm giving you play-by-play. Play. I'm watching this right now. Uh, of course, uh, Johnny strikes first. He slams Daniel to the mat. He jumps up. They're still bouncing around. Uh, kicks. Um, Johnny misses because Daniel gets low, grabs the leg, and, and makes Johnny fall forward. That's when he hits him in the back, and Johnny uh, slams his nose onto the ground. 
So his nose is bleeding, sense increases. This is when he tells him to uh, sweep the leg. And that's what I liked about this. Watching the um, the extras, when, when Kreese tells Johnny to sweep the leg, I think this is at the point where Johnny's like, what? Other than that shouldn't be, I'm sure it was against the rules. Because when Johnny's giving him that look, like, wait, what? And he goes, do you have a problem with that? And then Johnny's like, no, sensei. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily against the rules, but he knows this, which we'll, we'll see in the Cobra Kai show. Going, you know, trying to exploit somebody's weakness is not not the, the right way. Yeah, because if he would have swept them, obviously sweep the bad leg that he's hopping around. or well, that His good leg, because he's basically keeping all his weight uh, on his good leg and trying to not jump on the one that hurts. So, but he just uh, gives him that look, and Johnny's like looking him back and forth, like uh, okay. And that's when Kree says no mercy, and then he goes back out there. So obviously, at this point, Johnny's at the turning point of like I don't know if this guy's just teaching me the right way. <clears throat> so at this point, Johnny's got two, or uh, Daniel's got two points. Um, Johnny gets back in there. Uh, this is when, um, which I love this part, right when they go back in and they start fighting, Johnny kind of shuffles in and then just whap gives a, all right. He gives Daniel a kick to the face and yeah. he goes down <laughs> right here. Uh, I, they say it's not a point, uh, but, oh, okay. <laughs> well, what are the rules here? <laughs> can, can you kick to the face or can't you? So I don't know, but uh, Daniel gets up and shakes it off. Uh, they get back out there. Uh, Johnny comes at him, a few kicks, uh, some blocks. Uh, Daniel falls to the mat. He jumps back up, more kicks. Daniel gives Johnny a kick to the face or to the chest. He misses. And this is when Johnny starts stomping on the ground while Daniel's rolling. And he gives Daniel a chop to the side. I assume that was no point because it's. Uh, no, he got a point. <clears throat> Johnny got a point. So it's 2-1 still. Johnny comes in, misses. Danny's throwing kicks. He's missing. Uh, they're doing spin hicks, spin kicks. Uh, Daniel kind of hops out of the ring. Johnny's ready. Daniel jumps back in the ring, and they're kind of still looking around. Daniel goes for a kick. D- Johnny ducks, sweeps his leg, and he falls down. Daniel gets back up. Throw- I love this move because he throws uh, uh Johnny to the ground, basically grabs him by the chest and just shoves him down to the ground. And then uh, uh, Johnny kind of throws a punch and hits Daniel in the leg and he hops away. And this is something I've tried my whole life when I was much skinnier, boys and girls, to off your back to do that jump up to your feet. uh, A a kip up? Yeah. (laughs) Never could ever do it. (laughs) I think I've done it maybe once in my entire life. It probably didn't look that good. <laughs> but I mean, I've tried that multiple times when I was like 300 pounds lighter and it never did it. So, but I loved how Johnny did it. So they go back in. Johnny's throwing kicks, now punches. Uh, he does a kick, misses, and then Johnny, bah, clock gives him a, a right to the face. And then John, uh, Daniel goes down. Uh, I assume it was an illegal hit <laughs> to the head. Because they're not giving him the point. All right. <laughs> they say right here, whoever gets the next point is the new champion. Uh, they get up. They're getting ready to go. And this is when Johnny jumps up and grabs. Oh, no. Uh, Daniel goes in for the kick. 
Johnny grabs his his uh when Daniel kicks is with the bad leg. Johnny grabs his foot and then gives him an elbow right to the the back of his <laughs> knee and folds in. Ah, he falls down. And this is when uh Tommy's get him a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> and they they think this is it right here that that uh Johnny's got it in the bag. Daniel sets up into his crane kick. Johnny just looks tough. Crease is saying, finish him. The camera's going back and forth. Miyagi's looking at him. The music is hyping you up. Johnny steps. This is where I had a problem with this thing. <laughs> Daniel's already into it. Obviously, Johnny's never seen this move before, much less anybody in this whole tournament. Why did Johnny come in and stick his face in? <laughs> to, to, to. It's a movie, boys and girls, but... He sticks his face in, and Daniel just gives that that perfect kick <laughs> to the face, and and uh, you can clearly see that he hit it um, to the side, and, and uh, <clears throat> Johnny uh, he sold it good. Uh, movies, uh, that's it. Johnny's he lost. Daniel yeah. won the tournament. Here comes Freddie and the rest of the guys. Freddie, <laughs> the rest, of, even that blonde dude that was talking all the shit. He comes running in, and uh, this I love this part because Johnny comes in and gives him the trophy. You, you're all right, Larusso, and everybody's holding up Daniel. We get the shot of Miyagi smiling, and then freeze frame. And that's the end of Karate Kid. Yeah, if if anybody knows the rules to under eighteen karate matches, let us know. Because what the only thing I'm coming up in my head because like in MMA. There's certain ways you can throw like an elbow that is illegal and certain ways that you can throw it that is illegal. So I don't know, maybe a front kick to the face is good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the rules were iffy on this, but I mean, for uh, what for the whole tournament scene at the end, I mean, I loved it. The Mm -hmm. the montage and and when they finally show in. Uh, the single matches and everything as well lead up to to the final fight. I mean, we did see the whole fight, the final fight. There was no flash forward to the next scene. And when we what what we saw on the screen, that was that was the whole fight. So I loved uh, the, the choreography that they learned uh, for this and um, which the, the ref guy in it, he was the one that 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 uh, I think set it all up and <clears throat> trained uh, pretty much everybody in this uh, to fight, other than the the real ones that knew how to fight. Yeah, uh, Cobra Kai and Daniel, he taught them how to do everything. So I thought that was really good. But and I like I like how Daniel acknowledged to, that Mister Me that we did it. I yeah. always like that. It was never just yeah I did it. It's like yeah he was woo we did it and he was happy and I love they don't do this that much anymore with the freeze frames when the movies are over. I mean, they did just you see Miyagi smiling and freezes, and then credit. Or this is the end, and then the credits start rolling. Yeah, that's Karate Kid, man. Awesome film. What do you score this one? Oh, this is a ten. Oh, this right is out. A ten out of ten. Yep, definitely. I I, I could have took some points because fucking Freddy, man, he just makes me angry. But <laughs> I'm gonna overlook him, and this is a straight ten. This is uh, a movie that that is very near and dear to me. Um, I and I thank them for creating Cobra Kai because that is has an, an, another thing that me and my daughter has bonded over was Cobra Kai, 
and we eventually went back after the first season of Cobra Kai and watched the Karate Kid movies. So this is something that was near and dear to me that I was able to experience with my daughter and pass that on. Yeah, definitely. 10 out of 10. I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, minus, I mean, even all the nitpicks we had throughout the film, I mean, it didn't take anything away from it. I mean, mm-hmm. story-wise, who Daniel was, meeting Miyagi, who the Cobra Kai, and, and all they were, and everything. It was just um, good guys against bad guys. And the trying to fight for the girl, which I thought was, <laughs> I, I love that. You got to throw that in. You always got to throw in the, the little love angle in, in these type of films, especially for uh, little teen movies uh, of the 80s, which they always did. But this movie's amazing. I mean, after watching it over and over, I mean, this is one of those movies I can throw in no matter what mm-hmm. and not fast forward and, and rewind a lot of it, especially during all the fight scenes. So I, I loved everything about this film. <clears throat> but yeah, everyone, that is Karate Kid 1984. He is quicker. Rule number one. Karate for defense only. He is wiser. Rule number two. Fast and rule number one. He is stronger. Miyagi taught him well. Secret of Miyagi family karate. I don't get it. Practice, you will. Can you break a log like that? Don't know. Never been attacked by tree. Miyagi discovered the man within the boy. Never put passion before principle. Even if winning, you lose. Now Daniel must discover the man within himself. In Okinawa, Anna, very serious. Your sensei teach you how to fight with spear? No more tournaments. No more cheering crowds. This time, the combat is real. Karate Kid, part two. Flash forward to 1986, which I had no idea we were getting. Um, No internet, no nothing. I don't remember ever seeing any trailers for this when I'd see it at other films. Uh, I think I was watching entertainment tonight or something and they said yeah we're getting karate good too and i'm like what <laughs> and i i was really iffy on what the story was but i i knew we were getting one and didn't know um they were it was when when did this come out um because it all right came out in june um i didn't see it it came out june 20th and 19 yeah 1986 I didn't see it right when it came out. Um, I saw it in July because on July 4th, they were showing it for free at this movie theater that I always went to. Oh, it, was, nice. it was a big promotion. So, I mean, I knew I was going to see it, but I just happened to be looking in the paper and they said, yeah, July 4th, free screening of the Karate Kid. And it was like first come, first serve. So I showed up hella early because I, I, want, I wanted to see this and. I got there, watched the whole movie. Didn't realize that shit was almost two hours. I didn't realize that. But, I mean, I left the theater like, yeah, man, I love this one. <clears throat> I mean, and it was cool. I mean, it was the further adventures of Daniel 
and, and Miyagi. Um, I loved how it starts and the, the new characters that pop into this and uh, more new bad guys, which I thought was awesome. And it was it was a totally different film because we figured, eh, he's just going to be getting to more fights with these guys. But this one was different. I mean, yeah, it was just kids, bullies fighting uh, this kid. But this one was more of of a life and death situation <laughs> of yeah, what was it, going on in this story. It got really deep in some parts. Yeah. So but uh, other than that, man, I, I just thought this was awesome. When was the first time you seen this? Um, I think this was another theater. We're young. I, I'm I'm not as uh not as old as you. I'm a little bit younger, so those those memories uh, I don't really remember too good. But I know I I went crazy for this one. Um, the whole fact that it it picks up right where the first one leaves off, and you think it's just going to be another story about him in school and bullies and stuff, Cobra Kai, but no, we, we get a whole different location, whole different villain. And like I said, there, there's some parts that just like kind of really get to you because um, they kind of just, just add those heavy moments in here. And I, I, I love this movie as much as the first one. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. I mean, they really went, uh, I think a little more heavy with the with the the sad parts of this and, and why mm-hmm. they go to the the different setting because in this one they go to Japan uh, to Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they filmed this actually in Japan, but no, I found out like recently that they filmed this in Hawaii, and I'm like, hmm, all right, <clears throat> that, that's weird. I'm I'm usually up to on all these films that I love and like locations and all that, but. I didn't know they filmed us in Hawaii <laughs> because, uh, well, well, we'll get to that when we get to that other thing. But uh, what what I loved about this one, All right, again, Karate Kid, nineteen eighty six. Uh, after hold on, all right. After learning uh, that his father is dying, Karate Master Mister Miyagi returns home to Okinawa, bringing his his protege Daniel with him. In Japan, Miyagi is surprised to discover that his old sweetheart. Uh, Yuki Yuki um, has remind has remained single. Meanwhile, Daniel is attracted to Yuki's niece Kumiko. Whew, I love her. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but romance must be put on hold while Daniel and Miyagi deal with the local bullies and long uh, harbored grudges. All right, that was Google. Let's go over to IMDb. Daniel accompanies his mentor. Mr. Miyagi to Miyagi's child home in Okinawa. Miyagi visits his dying father and confronts his old rival while Daniel falls in love and inadvertently makes a new rival of his own. Okay, I like both of those uh, synopsis. This one was directed by John G. Avildin, Avildsen. I think that's his name, how you say it. But uh, we got, of course, uh, Pat Morita, uh, Ralph Macchio, um, there were the Cobra Kai, all of them. Uh, are back uh, in this one, but only in the beginning. Cause like 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 Brian said, I love how they start this right where the the first film uh, ended. <clears throat> um, and new uh, new cast when they, when they get to Japan, we get uh, Tamalin Tormita and what was Chosen's name? Uh, Yoji Yokomoto. He's chosen. And Danny 
Kamakona as Sato, and what was uh, Yukie's name? Hmm. I don't know. I can't see her on here. But anyway, Nobu McCarthy. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then of course uh, Martin Cove returns as well <clears throat> as Sensei Crease. Again, I love how this starts. Um, the tournament is over. We get that final fight at the end, just the very end, uh, when he gives him the kick, and yeah, they won. And then uh, Daniel's uh, getting ready to leave, and um, they're outside, and uh, he gets rushed by some guys that want some autographs. So yeah, it's cool, and they're getting ready to go meet uh, uh, Allie and uh, Daniel's mom to go have dinner. But while they're outside, we see um, Sensei Kreese arguing with Johnny. And, and the rest of the Cobra Kai, because he's, uh, you're nothing, you're a loser, you're weak. And then Johnny goes, I did my best, man. And then he's like, your best isn't good enough. So that's when Johnny's like, man, you're crazy. Did he take a swing at, at him? Or did he just give him a, get him in a headlock for the hell? Yeah, he, he broke his trophy first. And then he just grabbed him and put him in a headlock. I think, um, I think Bobby tried to do something and he just like kind of, Gave him a shot to the chest, and then he told uh, Tommy, because Tommy came in, and he was like, don't. And Tommy was like, oh, nope. And Dutch was just kind of in the background, like, I ain't, I ain't involved in this. Yeah, he just, like, put his hat on. I, did, all right, I have a problem with this one right here. <clears throat> I'm not sure if that was really Chad McQueen or not, because the guy, he... You see him, he's looking down because he's got his hat on. And then yeah. when the, the fight starts, he spins around. I agree with you. I think he's in like the original scene, but I think all the other stuff that was shot for this movie, I think that was somebody else. Cause when he's facing the camera, he has the hat down over his face. And then the other times he's just like with his back face in the camera. Yeah. So I'm not too sure if that was actually Chad McQueen, other than when you see the, the quick uh, montage at the beginning of the film. <clears throat> so, Yagi looks over there. He sees it. Once he sees that he's got Johnny, that Sensei Kree's got Johnny in that headlock, and Johnny's face is turning all red. Mind your business. You're going to kill him. Sensei, please. You're hurting him. He's sorry, okay? He really is. Boy, let him go. Yeah, Mr. Yagi's right. Let him go. I say, let him go. Beat it slow, or you're next. Yeah. Yes. to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. And he's getting ready. He's got his arm back and <clears throat> I don't know why Sensei Kree's just like gave in like alright I'm doomed I mean uh, yeah you just got a little bit of blood on your knuckles yeah, you fighting still, over yeah you still got your, your legs and your elbows and everything maybe your hands are broke but <laughs> you could still keep fighting yeah <laughs> but, it, it's like when we get to Cobra Kai it's like when you reveal 
what he can actually do. It's, yeah. it's a little disappointing here. <laughs> so he's doing it. He's like, ah, and Daniel's like, no, don't do it. And then he brings his fist down, stops it, and then grabs his nose. All right. I still have a problem with this. Why did why does Sensei when he grabbed uh, Miyagi grabs his nose and he goes huh I'm like okay <laughs> so then he just kind of uh, the Cobra Kai guys they they all they're safe Johnny's good and we never see anything about them after this and they they leave uh, Daniel goes you you could have killed him he went yep and he goes <laughs> and he just said he didn't want to <laughs> so, yeah daniel's kind of cold-blooded because he was like why didn't you yeah <laughs> like, gosh um i don't know what month oh this was uh the the tournament was in december because I, I can see the poster i don't remember the date but it was december <clears throat> so because he had that training all from because uh, he got beat up on Halloween, so he had all November to train before uh, the tournament in December. So, flash forward from December all the way to June, uh, the prom, uh, the day after the prom, uh, Johnny Urge, uh, Daniel comes pulling into Miyagi's uh, yard, and his nice little car is all banged up in the front, and smoke coming out of the engine, and we find out that uh, Allie... Uh, did uh, Daniel dirty not once but twice other than she wrecked his car she uh fell in love with some college boy so yeah, yeah they they don't they don't paint her really good here no i mean they just she she wasn't the nice little innocent sweet girl we saw in the first movie turned out she was a two time in hoe but uh, uh, a football player from UCLA yeah um I don't know how old they were, but obviously <laughs> that that football player was much older. So, but um, <clears throat> so we find out all that, and then uh, we find out that uh, Daniel's mom took a job in Fresno, and Daniel is all mad because he's got to go. And then uh, Miyagi, he goes out. They go to the backyard, and we see Miyagi's building and uh, another part on, onto his house. And then he tries to uh, come in here, man. You're you're mad here. Let, let, let's try to work it out. And Daniel's like, man, I don't think I can do this. Not right now. He goes, my life is falling apart. I got to go to Fresno. My girlfriend cheating on me with some football player. That's not what he said, but that's what he's what's why he's mad. And then he's, what are you building this for? Because then he goes, because he does tell he kind of Miyagi calms him down. And goes, look here, man, just just focus and and you'll be all right. And then Daniel did. He's like, oh, okay, I feel better. So he tells him. Uh, well, what are you building this for? And he goes, oh, for a refugee. And he goes, from where? And he goes, from Fresno. And that's when he realizes, like, oh, shit. He goes, yeah, I talked to your mom last night, and you could stay here if you want. So Daniel's, oh, yeah, cool, right on, awesome. And then <clears throat> this is when the mailman shows up uh, with a letter from Okinawa. Uh, Miyagi reads it, and he finds out that his dad is, is sick. So he, they want him to come home. So here, Daniel's like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess I got to go to Fresno. And Miyagi's just, I, I got to go. So we see Miyagi. They, he's getting his passport. Next thing you know, they're, they're flying out. Or he's at the airport. And as he's about to get on the plane, Daniel comes running in. And he goes, hey, man, I, my mom said I can go with you uh, if it's all right. And he goes, well, uh -huh. tickets a lot. And he goes, well, I saved out of my savings. He goes, that, that was for college education. He's like, no, no, man, come on, man. I really want to go with you. And then the lady's like, they're getting ready to shut the door. And um, they're like, uh, well, come on, we got to shut the door. And he goes, well, nope, he's going with us. So then they get on and they uh, 
start going uh, flying uh, to, I don't know how long that flight is. And uh, I can barely handle six hours on a plane, much less mm. multiple, <laughs> double that time flying all the way to another country. <clears throat> so uh, along the way, they're talking. Daniel's trying to learn about uh, Okinawa because uh, he's got a book. And then uh, they get there. Uh, they come out of the plane. They're out in the front of the airport. And this is when we're introduced to uh, Chosen because he's holding a sign that says, uh, I assume it said Miyagi, but it was all. Yeah. And was it in English or Japanese? I think both. <laughs> so then he goes, oh, and he goes, yeah. Um, uh, he, he, they must have knew. He goes, uh, yeah. Um, he goes, Yukie send you? Yeah, we're, we're here to pick you up and, and take you. And oh, okay, cool. So. Chosen and there's some uh, one of his little cronies that were with him. I don't even, they don't even think they said their names, but anyway, <clears throat> they get in the car and then they're like kind of like driving around and they're talking. And he's like, I don't, are we going the right way? And he goes, No, a lot of things have changed uh, since you've been gone because they do kind of like, like, Yeah, well, we're cool, we're here to pick you up. But mm-hmm. when uh, Chosen meets Daniel, he goes, Oh, yeah, uh, this is uh, Daniel, and then Chosen gives him a handshake and like squeezes his hand hella hard because you can see all chosen is just flexing his muscles and then yeah, like, they, they let they let you know that that chosen is uh he's got some villain tendencies right here yeah we, we okay we know who the bad guy is <laughs> and who the asshole is so they're not at this point they're, they're really they're in the car and they're driving and they're like well where are we going and that's when he tells them a lot of things have changed and they pull into this warehouse and then they Get and they're like, all right, get out. And that's when the chosen and the other dude starting to get uh, real vocal. And they get out, and chosen says something, uncle or whatever. And this is when Sato comes out. At this point, we don't know who he is until uh, Miyagi says it because um, <clears throat> uh, Daniel, he, he Miyagi does tell Daniel the story of mm-hmm. uh, him and Sato. So, because when they got off the plane, they see uh, like a, a billboard of uh, sato's dojo and he goes is this the guy and he goes yeah and went, okay so he knows the story about <laughs> like all the, that he's uh talking about can you break a log like that and he was like i don't know i had never never fought a log or attacked by a log before <laughs> because the story is that is the reason why miyagi left um okinawa is because he uh fell in love with uh yukie but <clears throat> sato was also in love with her and I guess the only way is they were gonna fight to the death for her. Yeah, uh, she she was uh, arranged to be married to him. Yeah, and she didn't want to, and he Sato felt uh, dishonored by Miyagi, who was his friend. Yeah, because they were best friends. They were both trained. Uh, their sensei was uh, Miyagi's dad, so that was that was their connection. Yeah, which they explain is not a not a thing that happens because it's it's passed down from father to son. But they made he made an exception because they were such good friends. Did Sato not have a father or I don't know. That's how I took it. Yeah, apparently Chosen doesn't have a father either, because I kind of felt like there was a when we get to it later that uh, he saw Chosen as as kind of a son instead of a nephew. Yeah. So uh, Sato comes out and he goes, oh, Coward has returned. I'm not being racist, everyone. That's how he said it in the film. Uh, and when you, the, the, the thing that's funny is when you hear Pat Morita and you hear um, Danny Kamakona talk, I mean, they 
they they were they were really pouring it on <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in these two roles. So because they they were both in uh, was a honeymoon in Vegas with uh, Nicolas Cage, and they didn't sound like how they sounded in these movies. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so he's they tell him he goes yeah because. I mean Miyagi was well, he was kind of excited to see him, but then Sato still had that that grudge against him that obviously was forever because they were probably just teenagers or whatever when uh, when Miyagi left. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of I kind of felt like that anger he he had towards uh, Miyagi that kind of made him a bitter man. Yeah, because he was just not he held that grudge. Uh, all the way because i think uh because in cobra kai daniel said that he was the same age as um miyagi when uh i guess when he was training his daughters or what no when when he went in the in this new season when he saw uh the what's her name uh kumiko yeah when he saw her again that uh they were the same age so I was like, "Shit, um, he he must age good because he, he doesn't look that old." Again, he's probably in his third twenties, late late twenties when he filmed these movies. Uh, Ralph Macchio was an older gentleman, but anyway. So uh, Sato just kind of tells him, he "Goes look," and he goes, "You go see a teacher, and then after that, you come see me, and and we're gonna settle our settle our score." Because uh, Miyagi was like, he's still like, I- "I'm not gonna fight you." And he goes, then you're a coward and all the shit that he was saying to him. So they get in the car and they bone out. And Daniel's like, well, what are we going to do? He goes, nothing. He goes, well, we, Daniel, I mean, I, I get it. He, this is all new to him and, and a whole new territory. But Miyagi's still like, I, I'm not going to fight him. That's just, I, I want to go see my dad. So they end up going to uh, <clears throat> the, the village. Uh, Tommy Village is where they were going. Mm-hmm. So they get there, uh, they get to the house, uh, we meet uh, Kumiko, and she aged beautifully as well. She's, I've seen her in multiple films after I've seen this, and she was hot then, and she's still hot. Like, to me, she's hotter now. But anyway, <clears throat> so uh, we meet her, uh, Miyagi uh, sees Yukie, and you just see the, the sparks just immediately flare up again, and uh, we see... Uh, um, Miyagi's dad. They, I don't think they said his name because right here in IMDb, it's just uh, Miyagi's father, and that was mm-hmm. Charlie Tanamoto. And uh, I, I like that scene because then he, he, they just see him, and he, and he's kind of happy. Like if, um, what did he say? He said, um, "If if I'm dreaming, let me never wake. If I'm awake, let me never sleep." Yeah, that was. That that was a little rough, mm-hmm. and then so they kind of get uh, situated. Uh, Miyagi's kind of giving them the tour of the village uh, of this and that, and I love when uh, they go to that. Uh, I think it was a cannery or that little fishing fishing mm-hmm. place is when they learn that. Uh, what did you call it? The, drum technique. Yeah, the drum technique. And real quick about the the little fishing little building right there, it, this kind of gives you a little bit more on how bitter of a person Sato has become because I guess he was the reason why the fish population and the the poverty to the villagers was was happening. 
because of, of his business that he was in basically like took all that stuff out. Yeah, because I mean, that was their livelihood. I mean, that's how they survived. They, they were they were all fishermen because that's what mm-hmm. the, in the first film, that's what uh, Miyagi said. He goes, everybody was a fisherman and that that's how they made the money. And that's how I guess fed themselves as well until Sato and all them took over and just ran everybody out. So, I mean, and yeah, reading up here, I guess they all pay Sato rent. Yeah, I mean, tell the rich stay rich, man. They just keep the the poor man down, and that mm-hmm. still goes on today, boys and girls. And uh, so I love that. I love this scene because uh, when when Miyagi gets up there and does it all nice and gracefully, as that hook basically can just kill you. <laughs> he just barely he like barely even turns and it misses him. And then that's when Daniel, hey, can I give it a try? And then uh, luckily he stuck that little styrofoam in it, so it wouldn't. But then, all right, really quick, another a nitpick, first nitpick. <laughs> when that thing comes down and it, it hits the board and Daniel falls in, if Daniel didn't fall into the water and that thing came back, there was no styrofoam on the other side. And that could have easily got Daniel in the back. <laughs> but he fell off into the water. <laughs> but then Daniel gets up there like a dumbass and tries it again and I guess he did miss it, but it, it caught his uh, his little flannel shirt and tore a hole. Yeah, I just, I just don't know what you didn't do it when it was more safe. What makes you think you're going to do it the second time? But <laughs> yeah, I guess he other than his shirt, I guess he kind of did it. He he learned his lesson. Oh, that was stupid. I'm sorry. And we all guess, yeah, same thing happened to me. <laughs> he said his dad got mad. About but before that, really quick. Um, he goes, yeah, uh, he said, um, he goes, this is where uh, Miyagi and Yukie had the first date. And basically, he beat it up on a fresh uh, <laughs> load of mackerel. <laughs> so I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, oh, and we, we forgot to mention that she never married this whole time. Oh, that's right. Like, because- I, I, I thought that was a good scene, too, because she said she, well, he asked, why didn't you ever uh, contact me because she I guess she always knew where to find him and she said out of respect for your for his silence and he said oh for your husband and she was like no because I never married and I was just like wow their their love was that deep where he where she just didn't marry he rung that bell before he yeah. left on the mackerel so. yeah and, and the whole the whole proposed marriage or arranged marriage for her was because Sato's family was wealthy. So she turned all that down. Well, I, can, I guess I could see that grudge uh, lasted multiple years. <laughs> so that's why he was all mad and frustrated. Um, it's not like he couldn't get anyone, any other woman he, he wanted. I mean, but I don't know. Maybe that would do us a prequel. The, the further, the earlier adventures of Sato. <clears throat> He's a very angry man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're, they're still walking around. And this is when um, they see uh, Kumiko teaching the girls at, at a bond dance. And mm-hmm. then uh, Sato comes pulling up. Uh, and starts uh, trying to flex on Miyagi and Daniel because I loved how when Sato gets out and he's facing off with Miyagi, Chosen gets out and just stares down Daniel like right in front of him. <laughs> so they were getting ready to do it. And then Miyagi's still like, I'm not going to fight you. And he goes, all right, well, then you're just going to stand there while I hit you. And they, Yeah, he was serious. He took his jacket off and he was like, let's do this right here. Yeah, he even went, 
Oh, he was ready to give it to him. <laughs> and then that's when Yukie came running over and saying, yeah, your father needs to see you and, and you too. And then they all go running over there uh, to see father. And then he's the, he's laying there uh, and Sato and Miyagi are kneeling over looking at him. And this part was kind of rough because he, he grabs both of their hands and then puts it on top of him. And then he just he, he passes away. Mm-hmm. So Sato gets up, bows to his his uh, to his sensei, and tells him, "Look, I'm gonna give you uh, three days to mourn, and then after that, I'm coming for that ass." So Miyagi's just I mean, you see Yuki in the back. Just she was obviously the one that was taking care of him, and she just mm-hmm. she's back there crying. And Miyagi's just like, "Oh, just at least he got to see his father in his last moments." So. Yeah, and we get then we get that scene on the beach. With oh. the, yeah, that's a that's a that's deep right there because Daniel just basically tells him about his experience with his father dying and how he just went through all the emotions of thinking that he was maybe he wasn't a good enough son, but then he realized he did the greatest thing he could was to be there with him when he died. Yeah. And this whole time, you just you just see slowly uh, Miyagi's uh, eyes water up, then that, then a couple of tears come, and I was like, this, "That was a great scene right there." Yeah, that was that was rough. I mean, I mean, for me personally, yeah, it was. I was sad when I first saw this, but watching it now, I mean, after. What me and my family went through. It was it's it's a beautiful scene and it's mm-hmm. a powerful and emotional scene, but it, it hits me like really hard right there. Mm-hmm. But I mean I loved it. It was just them sitting there, Daniel telling the story, Miyagi just trying to hold the tears in, but he can't. And looking at this beautiful sunset over over the bay uh in Okinawa, I just thought that was it's a beautiful shot. And I loved how the camera pulls back and you just see them sitting, the silhouettes of them sitting there with the sun going down in the background. Yeah. So after that. I think this is uh, where he gets, uh, he shows Daniel the Miyagi's uh, family dojo. Oh, that's right. Because he shows them and then he shows him the drum. No, okay. He earlier he showed him the here's the the Miyagi, um, I guess the, the rules. The se- <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, I love that part too. He was like, uh, "What was the first rule?" He was first rule was other than karate for self defense only, and then uh, he goes first second first learn rule one, and then this or. Something like that. Learn rule one and then go back and something like. Uh, yeah, I think I think rule one was. Uh, Self-defense only. Yeah. And then rule two was learn rule one. Yeah. OK, that was it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. I Again, I've never done any kind of martial arts, but uh, other than listening to uh, Bruce Lee and his stuff. Uh, he was, yeah, it's self-defense, even with, with uh, Kung Fu, uh, what he was doing. But, I mean, a lot of people, even my friends that did do uh, martial arts, I mean, that was what they learned. It was for self-defense only. And if you have to fight, you got to. But just 
try to avoid it. I mean, that's what I loved about these films, especially with Miyagi. I mean, that's uh, that's how he was taught by his father. I mean, it was this is how you do it because he did tell him, he goes, "Well, how many fights did you get into?" He said he Miyagi was in many fights growing up, and it it was always for life because he said that in the first one. He goes, "Yeah, I fought for life, not for points." Yeah. So, and then he kind of just giving him more of the, uh, the 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 village tour. Uh, he's oh, this is when they're coming back uh, to the house, and then uh, that man, the old, older man, is walking by with a um, a wagon, mm-hmm. and he drops uh, his carrots, and then he kind of helps him. And we see Sat not Sato, uh, Chosen and his gang over there uh, buying uh, fruit. Uh, from all the locals, or fruit, vegetables from all the locals, and then they go up and Daniel's trying to help him and he goes, oh, here comes uh, <clears throat> uh, Miyagi's little pet, or whatever he said to him. And then he goes, maybe you don't hear too good. And he goes, I'm a, I only hear what's worth hearing. And Daniel hooks up the, the the basket of carrots to that weight, into the little, little pulley system, or the little weight weighing thing, and then uh, it just falls over, and then Daniel picks up the weights because Chosen, what are you doing? And then Daniel goes, what's this? And he breaks the weight, and it's uh, fake. And then they find out that <laughs> he goes, you cheat. And then that's what they, they were there. See, they were the weeks. <laughs> Daniel causing more problems, see? <laughs> but, I mean, but then again, I mean, that was, I mean, they, they were cheating everyone. They were trying to hustle everyone, and everyone ran over there and wanted all their stuff back, so. Uh, obviously made him more mad. <laughs> so he, they're still trying to uh, just work things out. Because um, I know later on, uh, D- uh, Daniel is uh, walking around with uh, Kumiko, and then they're out. Then she's trying to teach him uh, the Abon dance and all that. And this is when Chosen and those guys show up. And he goes, oh, he's teaching them uh, how to dance like Geisha. And then <laughs> they try to walk away, and then they go running up. And he goes, hey, you got a problem? He goes, I don't got whatever me, whatever your uncle and Miyagi have doesn't have to make it our problem. And then Sato's like, yeah, it is our problem. And then, uh, does he punch him? Yeah, because I think he has his, uh, he has the drum, and he's trying to get it back. And he was like, oh, "Oh, you want, you want baby rattle? Which is weird that he has no idea what this is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, especially when you get to the, the to the end. Uh, that this all right. That this is what I figured. I figured that maybe Sato just didn't didn't like that 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 move or whatever. So I assume that's why the chosen didn't know it. Well, uh, that, he, had his, he had his own drum. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> there, there's some stuff in here. Where I'm just like he's supposed to be your number one student and. Like I, I know we're jumping ahead, but like the the scene in the bar when yeah. he starts doing the kata, you can see Sato's just kind of like I I already I already know what's about to happen. I mean, because it goes back to the first one. And he goes, it was I mean, whatever the teacher says, the student's supposed to do. So I mean, it goes back to that's that's how he was trained. I mean, obviously Sato had all this anger and frustration for Miyagi built up to him and. Chosen wasn't born yet, so that's how he taught him. More of the, mm-hmm. I'd say the Cobra style, uh, Cobra Kai style, strike first and strike hard. But it, he was just that was how, that's how Chosen was taught. And yeah. when Sato was teaching him, it was all anger. So 
and uh, but, uh, no balance. It's okay for Chosen though, because we 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 do find out later he he knows some more secrets. So, <laughs> but I, I love this scene because after Daniel's laying there, uh, Yuki Egg grabs a tomato and throws it at him, hits him in the back, and then she's looking at him, and then he takes off his shirt and he goes, "Here, you keep for your collection," and throws it down <laughs> the ground. <laughs> and he's just laughing around. All right, really quick. There's a video out there. I'll send it to you. There's these two uh, Asian guys. I can't remember what their show's called on YouTube, but they reenacted that scene and they got um, uh, Tamalin Tomita and uh, what's his name? Yuji Yokomoto or however you say his last name. Chosen, basically. <laughs> they got them to reenact this. So, I mean, it's hilarious, man. I, well, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. <laughs> it was hella funny. So, so yeah, uh, so that, and then basically Chosen is just like getting more fueled up uh, to wanting to uh, fight uh, or kill Daniel. Because he was straight up about it. Because I kill you. No, (laughs) none of this. I'm going to beat your ass and all that. Because I'm going to kill you. (laughs) So, um, because he kind of like, did you disrespected uh, my honor again? Now I kill you, or next time I'll kill you, or whatever he said. That's when she hit him with the tomato. <laughs> so, uh, uh, more um, to Kumiko showing him around. Uh, uh, I guess they went into town of uh, uh, Okinawa. Because mm-hmm. she was telling her, well, what's your dream? And she goes, oh, this is my dream, to to be a dancer and all that. So they're like, oh, okay, cool, right on. He goes, because there was no schools there in, in Japan to teach the, I guess she wanted to learn ball, ballerina, uh, yeah. Yeah, ballet. And they said there was no schools for that. So then they're walking around, and then they they walk past this bar. We see all these guys in there hooting and hollering. And, oh, you uh, skipped the part. Which part? They get invited to the party from B.D. Wong. He shows oh, up in the movie. That's right. <laughs> Before he was creating dinosaurs, he was uh, organizing parties in Okinawa. <laughs> yeah, that dance. And he really poured on with the accent as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he does not sound like that either. No. Like, oh, you, you'll come to the dance tonight? And if you know that actor and seen him, he's, he sounds like us. <laughs> so, but uh, it was good to see him pop up in, into this film. Um, I loved him in, uh, he was Martin Short's assistant. Oh, uh, Father of the Bride. Yeah, I loved him. I loved him in that role. (laughs) Um, anyway, so yeah, they get invited to that dance and that's when they go past the bar and they go, oh, come on. She didn't want to go in there because she knew it was bad news. And they go, no, let's go in and check it out. And this is when we see all the wannabe tough guys. I assume these were all the soldiers that were just in in town. You Uh, see... Daniel causing more problems because she tells him this is a bad place. Yeah, <laughs> he's basically looking for trouble. I mean, none of this would have happened if he didn't want to go in there. Because when he goes in there, and he's watching the guys, um, uh, other Americans trying to chop the ice and get through them. And uh, none of them can do them. None of, no, one, no one can really do it. They couldn't break all the ice and everybody was betting and everything. And then Daniel was like he he goes it's he he's not doing it. he's not standing wrong or he's not hitting it right and he goes it's it's all in the waist it's not in your in your muscles and the, that black guy hears him he goes well you think you can do better big mouth and Daniel's like no no and this is when chosen comes running 
Um, oh no! Before before that, before they went to that bar, they uh, they find they see Sato's uh, dojo, mm-hmm. and then they they look in the window and they see Chosen is in there uh, teaching a class to. I assume all of them were American soldiers yeah. uh, that were in there, and they're and, destroying them. Yeah, he just beating the shit out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I thought that was really cool. Um, I guess you. To make money, you train whoever, because I know there's different rules. I mean, especially in in the old countries. I mean, going back to Dragon and Bruce Lee, they told mm-hmm. them not to not to teach the the Guaylo. So I assume rules are different in Japan <laughs> in eighties, mid eighties. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's when they go into the bar and all that. Because when when they go in the bar, one of uh, Chosen's gang sees Daniel, and then they he runs and goes get him, and that's when that guy's like. You think you can do better, Big Mouth? He's like, no, no, no. And then Chosen comes in, and then he kind of challenges him and, uh, to see if he can do it. And then they told, well, oh, no, well, they try to leave, and then Chosen grabs them and says no. And then uh, Yuki runs out and goes gets uh, Miyagi and uh, what's her nuts? Um, Yuki. Mm-hmm. And they come back, and he goes, he goes, here. He goes, he was basically betting him. He goes, here. Uh, we'll bet you to break these. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then he's got to break two or however many. He goes, no, all six. And he goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then uh, this is when Miyagi comes in. And he goes, all right. And Daniel thinks he's he's free. All right, let's get out of here. And he goes, no. What are the odds? I think it was like three to one or something like yeah. that. And then he's like, no. And then Daniel's like, I can't do it, man. This guy's twice the size of me. And he couldn't barely get through two. And then Daniel and Miyagi's, that's how much uh Miyagi has faith in Daniel. He goes, I know you can do it. And then he's like, what? And then I think he tells him to, to pray or whatever. So yeah, he, Miyagi's putting $600 down. Yeah. <laughs> and Chosen's like, I can't cover cover that. And here comes old angry Sato. You're covered. <laughs> yeah, so he comes in. And, and then uh, Daniel's like, all right. So Miyagi's sitting there posed up. He's, he's, he's just um, praying or meditating or whatever. And uh, I mean, Daniel was right though. He said though it was all in in the in the hips and mm-hmm. the twist on on the stance he did. <laughs> uh, it made me think of Carl Weathers. Yeah, <laughs> it's all in the hips. <laughs> Chubbs, <laughs> yeah, Chubbs, rest in peace. Um, so yeah, Daniel's already and he's in there, and then ah breaks uh, all six. Clearly, you can see these blocks of ice were were hollow. Because he goes through them so so easily. Uh, And then he's like, ah. So he goes, all right. So they go up to get their money. And Sato's sitting at the bar. And uh, Miyagi's getting her to grab his money. And then uh, Chosen steps in, puts his hand on the money, goes, we don't honor bets with cowards. And then Sato. I love Sato. He's just so angry. He's like, do not embarrass uncle twice a second time or whatever he says. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Chosen, you already embarrassed him. Just stop. <laughs> so he moves his hand and Miyagi picks up the money. Oh, uh, thanks for doing business. I love doing business with you. And yeah. flick, flicks the money and they go walking out. And yeah, What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to get? And he goes, here, you get college education and gives him, I assume, half of it. <laughs> I don't know how much that was, but... Um, so that I right, right now we're gonna go get Chinese food. So flash forward, uh, we go to dance night. Uh, 
I don't, I mean, a lot of people do remakes of songs, and I love New Edition, but I did not like their their rendition of that old, uh, what was it? I want to say Earth Angels, what they were singing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did not, I do not like that version of the song. Um, and I don't know why they couldn't just use the the real song, because they're in there dancing to old 50s songs. You got James Dean pictures and Elvis and all that. Everyone's dressed up like they're going to the the sock hop and all that. So, but uh, <laughs> so they're having a good time in there, and everyone's throwing each other around. Daniel just person now I don't know how to dance, but he was doing his best to, <laughs> out there, air guitaring and throwing the ukiye all over the place and everything, having a good time. Then they sit down to rest, and these are when he busts the moves on her, saying, "Are you?" Uh, arranged uh, to marry anyone? She goes, no, nah, we don't do that anymore. And they're like, oh, and then they start to hold hands, and then here comes Chosen. And uh, what did he say to him when he walked up? Oh, um, I can't remember. Said something to him, and then uh, they kind of grab both of them and pull them off into the side, and, and he goes, oh, he wanted his money back. And he's like, yeah. no, nah. nah. and then he just, he just punches Daniel in the gut, and he goes down. And then he takes a wallet and he goes, that's all my money. He goes, no, all my money. And they're <laughs> laughing. He goes, ah, don't worry about it. We'll take her home because they're holding Yukie and they're, ha, 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 get Yeah, her. I'm like, damn, did you guys imply that you want to rape her? Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, I loved how the, this camera shot, you see Daniel crouch down and how they really fast focus in on uh, Chosen's crotch, and then you see uh, Yukie, and then Daniel looks up, and then he just, bah, he clocks uh, Chosen in the balls, he falls forward, uh, and then Daniel grabs his money, grab, or basically, I think he kicked or punched one of those other dudes, because they go flying backwards, and they all jump into a car, and haul ass, and Chosen, which I don't think he'd become running out. He'd still be no. laying there because that was a he, straight shot to the balls. Yeah, and it, it sounded like it had some force behind it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they go back to the house. I think this is when um, Yagi and Yuki are doing that little tea ritual or whatever. I don't know if they got down or anything, but <laughs> I think I think uh, Kumiko said it's a ritual, saying that they're falling in love again. Because he did, I mean, that that's what Miyagi said. He goes, I, it was good to see. Oh, well, no, they said that in Cobra Kai. Jumping ahead, everyone. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, so they go back and they see that and everything, and they're all good. Uh, Chosen and the gang show up again at the house because they're with Sato, and they're, and they're looking for Miyagi, and Miyagi's not there. So uh, they start uh, ransacking the garden, uh, and... Uh, all right. If you can go in there and wreck things, what was the point of them all <laughs> laughing as they <they're, laughs> destroyed everything? And I have a problem with because he tells he tells chosen to leave a message. I'm just I don't see how you're cool with him destroying your sensei's family dojo. Exactly, but they got to be bad guys. <laughs> so I mean, for real, I mean that's. If you honor your sensei that much, and you're looking up, and you have that much respect for him, yeah, why, why are you destroying his house? But I mean, even when on his deathbed, his last thing he did was to to join your hands together. Yeah, and you're just I give you three days. Because like, when Sato leaves, I mean, Chosen goes into the dojo, and he's got that spear and. 
breaks the two the the two ruled the little sacred scrolls that are hanging on the wall, the rules of of Miyagi Do, and, and trash that, and then trashes everything in there, and they're about to basically kill Daniel. Uh, but I, I did like he he was a little bit uh, honorable right here. Chosen goes, your sensei ever teach you how to fight with spear? And he's like, no. <laughs> and then he goes, oh. And then he then he throws it to him like, and then Daniel tried, but Chosen is that raw. <laughs> he just kicked it out of the way and commenced to beating that ass. And then uh, here comes Miyagi and beats the shit out of those other two dudes. And then he he takes on Chosen and basically just kicks him in the butt. And then he goes running out. Yeah, it, clearly Chosen's crew does not take any lessons. Yeah, I figured if you're going to be the leader of this uh, little gang, shouldn't your boys know how to fight? Because <laughs> they got beat up every time uh, they got into some kind of commotion. Daniel took those two guys out at the at the mm-hmm. dance, and then Miyagi came in and roughed them up. <laughs> he took out those two and Chosen. So... That's when they're like, ah, what are we going to do? Well, we're leaving tomorrow, so let's uh, not worry about it. And Daniel's still like, what the fuck, man? Why, why don't we do something? But I think the next day, is this is when uh, Miyagi goes to see Sato? Uh, I don't know if it's then or I don't know if it's before or after because uh, Sato shows up to the village and he oh, has right. uh, he has uh, Chosen and all them just dest- destroy everybody's crops. Because uh, I think he wanted to fight him, and he's like, no. And I think that's when they destroyed everything. Yeah. And some more. And then um, I think this after that is when Miyagi goes to see. No, 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 no. They came rolling in uh, with the with the bulldozers and everything because yeah. they were going to just basically level the village. Yeah. I think that's when um, Miyagi was like, all right, man, I better go see him. And this is when we get that scene of Sato's in the backyard chopping at that log. For some reason, I thought Miyagi was going to, after Sato walked away, he was going to just break it. <laughs> get mad, be that mad and break it. <laughs> no, that, that would have, there would have been no point in Sato fighting Miyagi if he just like one strike. Just bah. <laughs> but, I mean, they were always talking about balance throughout this series. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Sato lost his balance because of, of just the the jealousy and anger he had for the, the, the grudge against Miyagi. So, I mean, that's what I figured. So, because he's telling him, and he goes, and he goes why, why are you doing this? Because you betray me. And then he tried to walk away. And this is Miyagi, like, what happened to you? And then Sato kind of stopped and basically... All right, I'm gonna kill you tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then Miyagi's like, "Ah, oh, fuck." I mean, at this, I think at this point he just couldn't couldn't get through to him because I mean, he he was he was lost because Miyagi had to ask him, "What what's the matter with you? What happened to you? This isn't the guy that that I grew up with. Basically, his brother." So, um, okay, then we do after that we get uh, uh, Kumiko and Daniel. I assume he's getting ready to get some, but they did their little falling in love tea ritual. Mm-hmm. And then they end up kissing for the first time. And then uh, the wind was blowing, and then there was a storm because somebody started uh, ringing that. That little girl was ringing the bell, and they said, oh, there's yeah. a storm coming. So then they all go rushing back to the village, and uh, everybody was running into that. Um, it looked, I think it was a, like a gun bunker uh, that was left there during the war. Yeah. 
which would probably be a safe play because it was just solid cement. So everybody, all the villagers were running in there. Uh, they get in and they realize, uh, well, what's going on? Because we know Sato, he's got his little, I assume his little dojo there too for some reason. I don't know why, if he hates everyone so much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, because when uh, the wind's blowing and it's raining hella hard, uh, um, Chosen comes running over and goes, where's Sato? He goes, he's he's dead. He was in the, the dojo and it yeah, collapsed. collapsed. Yeah. So they go running over there, and uh, we don't see anything. I think so the wind blows, and the trees or the bushes or something are laying on Sato, and then we see him laying there, and there's a big... Uh, a, a big wood beam laying across him, and then Miyagi comes running up and goes, "So, you show up now when when I can't fight or whatever." <laughs> you this coward. guy is so angry. He's like, "Oh, coward!" <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" Now you show up. <laughs> that was like that. That's why he had that much anger uh, in him. And then he basically, like, you can only show me when I can't defend, show up when I can't defend myself. But but we all know Miyagi ain't about that. And he goes, whoa, he pulls back and just barely touches that piece of wood and it, and it breaks. Um, so they pull that out and, and rescue Sato. And I, I did like this because I like when Miyagi picks him up and goes, come on, come on, old friend, I got you. And then they take him to the bunker and then. Basically, Sato's like, well, why didn't you help me? And then Chosen's like, no, nah, I can't. And then that's when they see the little girl, uh, the one that was ringing the bell to to warn everyone. And I don't know why she didn't nitpick. <laughs> it didn't look like she was up that high. Why couldn't she just climb down? It wasn't like... <laughs> They had to they had to give Daniel something to do at this point. <laughs> she's up there screaming, ah, and e- easily you can just, it was a ladder. You could climb right down. But when Daniel goes up there and tries to get her, and then it falls apart, and then the, the electrical wires come down, the bell's hitting it, and zzz, it's going all like that. Wind, rain, lightning, and everything all over the place, and uh when they were when Daniel was out there, Sato turned to Chosen as go out there and help him. And then help him. <laughs> he goes, I cannot, and does it. And he kind of dips off to the back. And then uh, so Daniel uh, is out there. Miyagi's getting ready to do it, and then Sato, no, I go help. And then he goes running over and helps Daniel uh, with that little girl. And then they come running back in. And Sato's looking at Chosen, and he goes, right now you are. I am dead to you. Because basically he wouldn't wouldn't help him and wouldn't listen to his sensei at this point. Because yeah, Sato yeah. is his sensei, and you're supposed to, like Miyagi says, whatever sensei says, you're supposed to, the student's supposed to do it. Yeah, and you got uh, all the villagers just looking at him like, damn. Yeah, and I'm again. I'm like, how come there was a lot of young looking guys in there? How come none of them ran out there to help? Him? <laughs> <laughs> Another nitpick, everybody. <laughs> so they. Uh, uh, Sato just runs out and who knows where he ends up running to and storm is over the next day the village is basically destroyed and they're like fuck what are we gonna do and Daniel or Miyagi is like ah, well you know we can do but go home and so I was like yeah. <laughs> he goes, I love you guys but I'm out <laughs> so, got me a nice home back in America yeah my, my house is fine at the, <laughs> in America <laughs> California so uh, when they're they're just looking at the damage. Sato comes rolling up, and he's like, um, all right, guy, I mean, you save me, and everything is water under the bridge. We're all good. 
and uh, gives uh, the deed to the village to uh, to Miyagi, and then just kind of bows and just, I, I beg for your forgiveness. And Miyagi's like, no need for this, man. He goes, you're my brother, and this and that. Well, that's basically what he was telling him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were talking about uh, the uh, a bone dance because then that's when Daniel was. Hey, now's a good time to ask him if they can. Uh, do it uh, in that old castle that Sato owns. Um, we skipped over that whole love scene with them running around on the beach. But oh, with the Peter, uh, what's the Tara? Yeah, <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> uh, I loved it when they played it in the Goldbergs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Gloria Love song. Yeah. Um, so, so that's when they add Dan- Daniel was the one that had to ask, "Hey, man, uh, the dance is supposed to be in the." In the castle, uh, can they do it there? And that's what, that's when he goes. What do you ask? And what are you asking? He goes, Oh, can can they do it there? Because that's where it's supposed to be. And then he goes, All right. And he goes, All right now and forever. The bone dance will be here, and everyone's cheering. And he goes, Your student is now my teacher, and everyone's all buddy buddy and happy. Flash forward to the bone dance. Everyone's in there partying, having fun, dancing, and oh, that because uh, before all that dance. Uh, Sato tells you, all right, we'll do it, but you got to promise me you got to dance with us. And Daniel's like, all right. And then everyone's hooting and hollering. Uh, the big festival's going. Everyone's out there dancing, having a good time. Uh, uh, Kumiko does her little solo, uh, a bon dance. And then uh, this is when, uh, in the background, you see uh, Chosen come uh, sliding in. Um, luckily, whatever he came flying, flinging that rope or whatever came in was strong enough yeah. uh, to hold him. <laughs> I, I like how Daniel's the only one that notices him. Yeah, that place is packed and no one sees him uh, shimming down. <laughs> but he comes in because he goes behind you and Chosen jumps down and uh, uh, pulls out his little butterfly knife and uh, has it to uh, uh, Kumiko's neck and goes, can you come in here? And uh, if you don't come in here, I kill her. So yeah. he's he's got this whole honor thing confused. <laughs> yeah, there's no honor in this. Because even Chosen's are uh, Sato's like, what are you doing? He goes, I cannot hear you, uncle. <laughs> I'm dead to you, remember? And then even <laughs> even uh, Miyagi, you're your uncle's finest student. And then uh, he tells Daniel to come over there. And then he comes in. He he's getting ready to go. And this is when Miyagi stops and goes, this ain't tournament. This is for real. Oh, no. He goes, this isn't for points. This is for real. So I was like, all right. So he goes in there. And then uh, he gets across that little bridge. And, all right, throw the bridge down. So he throws it into the water. And there's like a little cement stage, I guess, in the center of that castle. So he goes in there. And, oh, man. Excuse me, everyone. <coughs> that that fucking cough. So yeah, he comes in and um, they're getting ready to to get it on. Daniel comes across uh, the bridge. I'm watching this, everybody. Uh, he's got that switchblade uh, to Yukie's or not Yukie Komiko's uh, neck. And then when he throws it down, it's like he just immediately <laughs> goes after uh, him because he throws her to the ground. Well, he throws his switchblade or not his uh, butterfly knife down first. And then he just throws her to the ground and then just bah, comes in with the backhand to Daniel. Daniel gets ready, tries to kick, Chosen grabs it, throws him on the ground. He starts stomping, trying to stomp on Daniel. Uh, Kumiko comes up behind uh, uh, Chosen with a scarf and wraps it around his neck. And he turns around, 
uh, gives her a backhand. She falls down. And I love how Chosen, his his style, his stance on how he's trying to do this. So he throws some weak punches. Daniel's blocking them and all, throws kicks. He blocks uh, Daniel or Chosen blocks it. And all right, I got a problem right here. Chosen throws Daniel against uh, that little statue or whatever. Then he turns around and goes immediately into the uh, crane kick. All right. This is where this is invented in Okinawa. And you think you're going to pull, try to pull it off uh, on some guy that knows it? <laughs> Different against Johnny because Johnny didn't know what the hell it was. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I love how Chosen... He's ready for it, and then he kind of leans in, and Daniel goes for it, and then he pulls back, blocks that kick, grabs his leg, flips him over. Daniel gives him an elbow. Uh, Chosen jumps around and gives him a backhand. <clears throat> Everybody's watching this, and uh, Dan- Chosen goes in for a kick and kicks that uh, statue. Uh, more punches are thrown, blocks uh, blocks them all. Um, Chosen tries to do the Bruce Lee jump in the air. <laughs> Uh, Daniel start giving some spin kicks to him. Chosen uh, grabs uh, him and uh, <clears throat> basically got him in kind of like a chokehold. But then Miyagi's telling him, step back. And then he flips uh, Chosen. And he goes in for a punch. And then Chosen grabs his arm and hits him in the ribs. Gives him a few kicks. And then grabs his grabs Daniel's arm and flips him. And he spins down. Daniel jumps up. More punches. He's... Uh, just giving uh, left, left right uh, to Chosen in the ribs. Chosen falls down and gives him like uh, a fist to the face. He falls down. And both of them are just bleeding out of their mouths, sweating all over the place. Roundhouse kicks, two of them by Chosen. And this is when Miyagi pulls out the drum and starts doing it. And then the whole crowd uh, starts breaking out their little drums. <laughs> well, apparently everybody knows about drum technique except for Chosen. Yeah, so Chosen is looking around at everybody like, what what the fuck's happening? He sees Miyagi and Sato with the drum. And uh, basically, uh, he, Daniel looks down, sees Kumiko with a big old raspberry on her eye. He's all beat up, bleeding out of his nose and his mouth. Uh, Chosen's got blood coming out of one of his eyes, or above his eye. He got split, and Daniel's is obviously... All right. <clears throat> Sometime during their stay there, he must have learned this technique uh there was some little montages where we see uh miyagi and uh, daniel training so um because uh every time that daniel was kind of confused Dan- i mean miyagi would tell him just ask drum and then all right so i assume either daniel learned it on his own somehow or maybe miyagi showed him and we didn't see it and uh for some reason like you said, Chosen doesn't know it. Because <laughs> Chosen, he comes in for a hit, and then Daniel just boom, boom, he starts doing the drum technique. Obviously, these are are brutal hits because Chosen does not know what's going on. He's got a dazed look. He's getting hit, geez, at least 10 times, and then he falls to his knees, and this is when... Uh, I hate this part. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Yeah. But I, I like this, man. That's how this is how hardcore chosen was. Daniel got him. He falls to his knees. He got the back of his head. Live or die, man. Die. Wrong. Oh. Live or die, man. And fucking chosen all the way to the end. Die. And then 
wrong. It doesn't work when Daniel does it. No, it, it, it worked better in the beginning when Miyagi did it to, to, to Sensei Kreese, So Yeah, because for some reason, I'm not buying that Daniel can give him a, a life-ending strike. Uh, I don't think so either. Or maybe... Maybe knock his nose up into his brain or something, but I don't I know. Mean, but we know we know Miyagi can just strike a big beam and split it in half, so that that's different. But <laughs> Daniel, no. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think uh, <laughs> he could have done that. But uh, um, I assume I don't know. Did they just let Chosen go, or did they call the cops, and did, did he have to do some time? I don't yeah, know. I always wanted to know, because he did so... I mean, we'll talk about him when we get to the show, yeah. but he did so much that I'm just like, do you you totally just dishonored your family and yourself, and how, how do you come back from this? Yeah, because, I mean, basically, he was going to kill that girl and and kill Daniel in front of however many witnesses were there. Um, so I'm like, all right, but I'm like, uh, you're cheating people. You're beating people up. You threaten to, that you and your, your crew is going to go rape a girl. I'm like, you're doing a whole bunch. And I just, I, I kind of wish we get some kind of backstory. on like, how did you get from this movie to the show? Where was his boys at? I mean, did they, they just, they, they weren't invited. <laughs> they were like, nah, we're, we're not going. We can't help you here. <laughs> You're on your own, boy. <laughs> so, but yeah, I would like to know. I mean, what what happened? But uh, we'll get to that when we get to Cobra Kai. But um, I really love this one. It, it was good to get away out of L.A. or the uh, where were they? Merceda. Merceda. Out of get out of sunny California. And go to the beautiful uh, islands of Hawaii, aka Okinawa, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I liked everything that was going on. In this I thought Chosen was an awesome character, as well as Sato. Uh, I thought both of them pulled off uh, what they were supposed to do, and it was it was a good uh, good characters. And I loved uh, the the quick little backstories we got of uh of Miyagi and Sato and, and Yukie and, and all that. And it was I thought this um I love the first one. I mean don't don't get me wrong, but I really, really love this film. Watching it over and over and after this last rewatch, I actually I watched it twice because uh, I love this one um a lot. But coming down to uh, giving it uh a rating, um I got I gotta go ten again because I love this film. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This is another 10. This is a classic. This is this is how you do a sequel right here. And you continue the story from the original one and you added more characters to it. And yeah, you said it correct, man. They they did what they needed to do. They Sato and Chosen, they brought that intensity and just played the villain role differently each because Sato had a reason to be angry. And Chosen was just chosen. I guess he had found his own reasons to be angry. And I, I just love it. And the, the soundtrack was good in this movie. And yeah, just bringing it to another location. It, it, this is a 10. Yeah, I mean, everything in this movie 
uh, was awesome. The score was good. Good to bring back the old little flute song from the first one uh, to bring in the awesome Gloria Love by Peter Cetera and everything else. And just, I mean, this movie was amazing to to the sets and the and the costumes when every how everybody was dressed up uh, in their traditional uh, regalia at the end of the film and just all of it. I mean, it mm-hmm. was more of just this was a life and death story. It wasn't uh, ah, let me just try to beat these bullies up that are beating the shit out of me every day. I mean, this one this one was life and death for for Miyagi, Miyagi and for Daniel. I wish we would have kind of saw uh sato and miyagi go at it but i mean miyagi said he he wouldn't fight him so yeah i think right at that point we knew that wasn't gonna happen mm-hmm. but um i mean everything every everything everybody in this uh was awesome i just thought it was an amazing film but yep but all right boys and girls that's it for the uh first part of this uh <clears throat> retrospective of uh danielson and miyagi and uh, just let everyone know what we got next. Uh, we got the Karate Kid Part Three, and then we have to do it. <sighs> I told Nez we have to do it. It's canon. It's it's in there. There there's talks of um, I can't even remember the actress's name. That was the the main actress from the next Karate Kid. There's talks of her being on the show. So Hillary, the Academy Award winner Hillary Swank. Yeah, so we got it. We got to do it. What was her we, name? Julie. Yeah, and I tried to show this to my daughter, and she. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not exagger- I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> she had a problem with her face because she makes these facial expressions throughout the movie. We'll 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 get to it when we get to it. But I I love Hillary Swing. I met her once. She was really nice, and yeah. But uh, yeah, when we get to that movie, <laughs> so, uh, you got anything coming on your end? Uh, I keep promising the new episode of uh, Isisai, uh, episode two hundred and seven, and it's it's a long one, everyone, and it's the audio was I don't know, it, just my internet wasn't wasn't the best, and it's a little choppy here and there, but um, it'll be out soon. Uh, I'm slowly putting it together because I, I I had to do a lot of split track work i mean that's how my internet we were on top of each other mm-hmm. uh we, when we're recording we sound fine but when when you lay it down it's technology it just uh i'm glad i can split the track so i can fix it and that's what's taken forever but other than that we just dropped uh esp rewind and we we're talking about the, the 1984 david lynch classic dune uh, just getting ready for uh, the new one, which is coming out in October. We had a friend of the show, uh, Chris, a uh, <clears throat> friend of ours that lives in Germany. Uh, he came on the show because he's a huge Dune fan, and it was good. Uh, if you listened to it already, I mean, he, he knew more than us because we didn't know nothing. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I like that he came on. He's definitely going to come on when we uh, tackle the new one. So as far as that, that's what's nice. out now. And uh, the new episode is coming shortly. All right, uh, horror returns. Uh, before you hear this, you probably heard us on uh, what did we do? The year in horror, nineteen eighty four. Nez joined us along with the uh, author and screenplay writer. I don't. Is that what you call them when you write for movies? Mm, yeah, I just, I just call them writers. Screenplay yeah. writer is good enough. 
Well, the very awesome Keith Lansdale joined us. Nice guy. Been yeah. on the show before. I need to watch that movie so I can bring him on the show. Yeah, everybody go check out his movie, The Pale Door, on Shudder. And, uh, yep, or told you what's coming with the Action Returns and uh, Stream Fiends. We're coming with, uh, what were we coming? 10 to Midnight, Charles Bronson. I got some stuff I want to say about the movie. My Ooh. first time watch. So. <laughs> it's like the millionth time watch for me. <laughs> so, but, uh, anything else, man? No, that's it. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're doing what we got to do to get these out. Uh, it's been rough here at my house. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing it. And uh, I love doing this show for you guys. And it helps me stay focused. Hel- helps me stay balanced uh, when we do these shows. So, everyone that listens, thank you so much. Doing uh, my, my Yagi for you guys. Uh, Just be safe out there, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. So until then, party on. Yep, just like he said, everybody stay safe until, until we see you again on the Action Returns. 